Mm-hmm. A little bit of a spoiler for a second there. Uh ah. Hello. Uh let me refresh that case. because I don't need that. Okay. Oh, fuck. I forgot to do the... Ah! I forgot to do, like, everything that I'm supposed to do. Again. Uh... There we go. Okay. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, for some reason, my chat on my OBS is not working. Neither is the other thing for the, from the plugin that I need it to. So give me two moments to reset that so that I can just have like three different chat things that I can look at so I don't miss anything. Wait, there we go. Okay. Hello, Draco Kraken. Hello, Play. What is up? Uh, been a bit. Haha. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, also, I've got to go put this on Twitter. That's right. Or, I'm sorry. X. Fuck off. It's Twitter. Stupid fucking. Uh, I don't know why, why did, why did he call it this? You know? Sounds like the internet is better. Yeah. Um, thankfully it is. Um, I, uh, the, Okay. So I'll I'll talk about it in a second as to what happened. Just let me let me put this uh down. Um uh... It sucks though, because it made me miss a bunch of shit, plus I wanted to get some stuff out. Um though of course I uh I didn't uh I, the problem with not having internet for me is that I don't look at my computer because I don't have internet. So, like, I can't do more than one thing. Um, so, <clears throat> it, it just kind of makes me not want to. Um, oh. Hold on. Let me, let me just go away. Also, why did this change so much? Okay. Okay. Aiden will be a little late. Uh, Boo will not be joining us. Um, because he is a sleepy boy. So, um,
Uh, there we go. Got it. Hey. Okay. Um. Boy. Bop, bop. Even though I know that this is like a futile effort, it's just habit that I need to keep doing for the Twitter fucking thing. Um. Okay, sick. Um, initiating socialization subroutines. Hey, Lux, how's it going? Yeah, so... Um, oh, I hit the button. There we go. So, yeah, Aiden will be here shortly, and then... Well, I say shortly. I don't know how long it'll take. And then... Uh, 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 Boo will not be joining us for this evening, unfortunately. Um, but yes, so internet is better. Thank fuck. Um, I uh, I went and called uh, Chantel, and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll send somebody on Friday. And I was like, great. Um, made me miss last, last week, unfortunately. But um, also made me unable to do uh, internet things for a while. And the reason was, um, from what, uh, what we, or what was at least deduced by the technician, um, is that the box that my internet goes to, my internet box, if you will, um, when it was taken off of my house and thrown onto the ground, um, it, it either, um, the, the, the fiber wire thing uh whatever the glass wire it is um for the internet uh cable specifically it was broken um it either got crimped because of the fall or because of uh when the person put it back up um is what he said and i was like oh great and he was like yeah it's super fragile if anything happens to it it just doesn't work and i was like great um that sucks cool uh so and he was like, there's nothing you can do about it, really. It's just, that's how it is. And I was like, great. Hello, Timothy. Um, so, unfortunately, it's a problem that I have installed a couple of cameras for. Um, but there's not too much more that I can do other than that. Um, and I assume that, um, that if the person who did it before tries to do it again... I mean, I don't think they will, because one, there's nothing that really is valuable in that box, really. Um, at least from my my um, limited knowledge, I suppose the wiring might have some copper, but that's kind of it, right? Um, it's not really... It, it, it doesn't seem like it would be worthwhile to go and do this to a bunch of houses because it didn't even seem like the wiring itself the outside wiring or the inside wiring except for my one wire was stripped right so again i don't i don't fucking know uh desperate people i suppose um which sucks because you know it puts me on on standby on a hold uh for longer than i'd like and all of that um, 
the interesting thing that I've noticed, though, is that now my, from uh, reinstalling and, and doing um, doing everything for OBS, is that things are uh, stable and more varied in their uh, bitrate usage. So I don't know really what's going on there. But, um, I mean, it's it's green. As green as anything, and if you guys see any frame drops, it's just it might be an occasional thing, but only when um, I'm doing something more. Uh, what's it? More um, what's it called? Intensive. Um, like the the VR stuff that I was testing the other day. Uh, glad the Wi-Fi got fixed. Someone broke your old one. Well, so, it I don't know. It just, the the wire, and it's a special, like, cable as well, so I can't really, like, do anything about it in future myself, because I don't also have any soldering stuff either, or a thing to do a wire stripping, but it doesn't seem that difficult, so I might, if something happens to it again, I might be able to fix it myself, if I get some equipment. But, I'm not going to do that, because if I do stuff to the box by accident, then I'm liable to it, and I've already had to pay for the, you know, moving my internet over here fee. So, it's just, it's just a, it's just a scary little thing for me, you know? Because, um, I, again, there's nothing I can do about somebody else just wanting to be a, a, a dick and wanting to take my box off of my house. So, um, other than the cameras that I've put up. So, and then I could, I don't know, call the cops and be like, oh, is this guy, you know? Um, but anyway, that being said, uh, we're back. We're back with the show. Um, I'm hoping that I can get a bunch more stuff up, um, and I can work on some more stuff, uh, because like I said, when my, when my, uh, when I almost said Wi-Fi, my internet is out, my computer becomes like just the machine over there that I don't touch. Um, because I, I need to do things, uh, multiple things in order to satisfy my, uh, I don't know, my need for that, I suppose. Um, but yes, we're going to be talking about, um, some homebrew or a homebrew rule that is, uh, it's been in the, um, backlog for a while. As well as uh, a video on Skyrim, um, because interesting little little uh, video that I found that I was like, oh, that's weird. I'd probably put a curse on it if it was mine. That's fair. Whatever you can do, I suppose. Um, but regardless, oh, typing. Hold on, Aiden might be around. We'll see. Um, oh, okay, not yet. Cool. Uh, so let us, as I readjust my monitor, let us move over to. The video. So, oh. 
moment. I'm, uh, my brain is mashed potatoes, scrambled eggs at the moment while I'm trying to find stuff. Okay, there we go. So, we'll start it off. The video today is no more initiative, just go. Alternate homebrew initiative skirmish, D&D 5e. This is um, from Dungeon Coach. The Dungeon Coach, excuse me. And um, it's it seemed interesting because initiative is, from my experience, initiative is important just so that, one, you get um, the time, at least a little bit more time as well, to kind of plan around... Um, what's been going on in a battle um as well as in other instances maybe uh if it's not a a uh combat encounter more time to just assess the situation in general to make your decisions um obviously each decision is going to change the the landscape right it's going to make it so that your uh your choices might be uh, skewed one way or the other or it might not who knows um so, everybody just kind of going at the same time, I suppose, is, is at least the um, the assumption I have as to what this rule kind of pertains to. Um, the chaos that might ensue seems a little less appealing to me, right? Um, I guess you could go by initiative score. Well, so that would be using initiative itself. This just seems like you don't use initiative at all you know um so i don't i don't know i have no idea so that's why it's interesting but again i i have my reservations from the from the get-go so let us begin First video on a D&D speed training series I'm doing to speed up your game in a lot of different ways. My patrons voted and first up is my quick homebrew initiative system that I call Skirmish Initiative. Here's how it works. At your game table, you know those times when you're describing something. Tension's building and there's about to be something that happens or it happens out of nowhere and that roll for initiative moment is coming. But instead of everyone having to stop, roll for initiative, get everybody in order and have the whole combat happen, bring out the game board, bring out the minis, take all this extra time. We don't have time. We're going right into it with this fast style and everybody says what they do all at once and you as the dungeon master also jump into this chaos and say what the bad guys are doing and everybody all at once in this hectic storm says what they do time out if you think i'm crazy then let me say this is very situational and this is not a global default initiative system that i use all the time okay yeah because immediately my concern is highlighted because you you've already used the word chaos as well um, so, here's, here's my issue, just in a nutshell, um, everybody's just saying what they're gonna do at the same time, uh, one could happen, like, you know, you, you pile on to whatever is going on, your, if, oh, so, mm, so if we're, if we're doing something in D&D, um, HP values and everything, and, like, are you rolling it out at the same time? Because, we, like, we're we're gonna need to take the time to calculate damage, 
we're gonna need to take the time to calculate how much health it has left, if it has any sort of abilities that it gets because of lower health and all of that. Like, I think that this, if we're going for just speed, why, well, I guess we're throwing out um, health values and everything because it's just gonna be until the the narrative itself is done, at least to me, right? Which you could do right you could do it it's just i don't know for for something like D, you have all of these um rules that you know if somebody's using their um fireball and stuff they want to do so strategically at least enough so that they can get everything in a group enough right um and then if they're doing something like a lightning bolt you need things to be in a certain way and you're just not allowing for that some spells might completely like get fucked up by this um positioning of your fighters whatever your front line might be um it it just doesn't Ooh, it just really doesn't feel like it's good for the players themselves um to be able to whip out all of their abilities and such to make them feel like they're powerful and such it's just like i don't know it feels extremely extremely um narrative focused isn't the word that i want to use but it's close to what i'm talking about where you just ignore the rules and you just kind of go for it right um speed training uh missed something to bad wait speed training Miss something too bad. Too bad. Next topic. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't. I don't know. This again. Everybody wants to speed things up, right? Everybody really wants for D and D and combat in general for D and D to be sped up, right? Um. It just. I don't know. Uh. Reminds me of Final Fantasy Legend. That might be easier for a video game to handle, though. Well, I think so. I think in general. I don't know Final Fantasy Legend. I've not played that one. Um, I like people taking turns. I like it as well. Um, I think it works well for the system. So I don't know why we would... Like, because, again, I get more speed. But, again, it, I don't know if my assessment of um, abilities and such is accurate. Because... Unless you are very quick as a DM as well. It, it just... I don't know. If it's something like um, a minion fight, say. Like, everything is one health or less. Right? It, it's like a big war scene. A big battle on a, on a big war. Then, yeah. Oh, sure. Fucking, that seems fine. Right? Um, everything has one hit, basically. You get to do a bunch of stuff like that. Like, that, that makes sense to me. Something large-scale. Um, very large scale. Absolutely. That, that would work fine because then you're not, you know, going bit by bit, um, trying to figure out how, uh, how many of these things you've killed and all that kind of stuff. Cause it doesn't necessarily matter in that moment. Um, you just need to get to whatever it is to be the actual like encounter, um, or the, the actual turn taking encounter, I feel. Um, 
Does initiative slow the game down enough to change it? I don't think so. But a lot of people just want it all to be so fast, right? Because they just, they super, they just don't like how slow things can be. But again, there are things where you can, like, make it easier for yourself through other tools that have been developed, like the site that we use for initiative tracking. It's very helpful. Um, as well as... Um, uh, just everybody being on their game, I suppose. And it again, it doesn't take long to just roll the die and then go, okay, let's go. Um, though, actually, I've seen it done on a forum too, so you don't have to wait for the DM to resolve actions every time someone posts, because that tends to knock you down to less than one post per day. That's fair. I mean, another whole system. Yeah, that's one reason why forums are easier to run without a system. Yeah, exactly. That's That makes more sense, because on a forum... You're not necessarily um, restricted to a rule set. Absolutely. Like, that makes it easier for you to just kind of post what happens because that's kind of how that works, right? Um, a lot of the time. Um, though I would say that I can see it being overwhelming to whoever is running it, like if they are a slow typer or something and they're trying to figure out the response to each thing that's happening. I don't know. I I haven't done a forum thing in forever, so... Um, how can a DM keep up if everyone is doing stuff at once? That's the other problem that I think, like, that's kind of just my, my initial kind of assessment includes of like, oh, well, so if everybody's just going to do all these things and then just keep saying them, you know, then it kind of will naturally become a turn order in a way, because you're going to say, everybody's going to say what they want to do. The DM is going to say what happens because of that, what all the monsters are going to want to do. We figure out what ha happens there, and then we do it again. It's just a bigger initiative, but it, it feels so much less structured, feels so much more chaotic, and it feels like we don't need to do that, you know? Just so that, it, like, I don't know. We can take the time. Like, yes, sure, we can speed things up. We can speed certain things up if we really need to, if there is an issue. But we can take our time with some of this shit, you know? I could do a whole nother video on how I personally run initiative, but I do not do this all the time, but only in specific situations where I want this certain feel of chaos and skirmish quick battle to get across. So right now I'm going to give you an example from my game table, and we're going to get into when you sh Why is this so blurry? Hold on. Uh, yeah. Should or should not use this system and give a bunch of variations so you can customize this thing to what feels right for your table. Here's the example. The group is hunting down a suspicious figure that they saw making some kind of deal in the streets of the city. They followed this individual down through the winding alleyways towards the outer walls of the city. This section of town is broken down and in shambles. The party manages to track down this hooded figure as he slinks into an abandoned tower with a strange purple glow at the top. They enter through the broken stone doorway into a large circular room with an open air staircase they can see all the way to the top. But in the center lies a prone, face down, unmoving body. Time out. A couple quick DM tips here and what's actually going on with this whole thing. Whenever you're describing this, this, this stalking type, there's a different feel at the table for these different types of situations where you might want to use something like this. And there's a tension, pacing, mood, lots of different stuff to think about here. This just sounds like a normal thing. 
what, 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 what are we doing? Okay, hold on. Because, like, in that, in that instance, right, if we're doing something like that, yeah, what everyone, everybody says what they're going to be doing, it's not a, this is a, this isn't a, is this a skirmish? No, 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 no. This is, I mean, you could set it up to be in turn order, but there's also the, the, like, you can tell them, well, the easiest way is just to go, okay, so this guy is pretty far, um, he's kind of getting away from you, you found him, though, and he's going towards this place, what are you doing? And then everybody kind of says, oh, okay, so I'm gonna do this thing, and the other person says, oh, I'm, I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm like, okay, so let's, let's play this out, so if you're gonna do that, then we roll for that, and you're gonna do that, we roll for that, right? And then we figure out if things happen, like, successfully or not. And then we get to the next part of this scene, where now he's entered the building or he hasn't, right? Um, and then, you know, we, like, that's its own turn order. This isn't just... This is, like I said, it becomes a... Our, our party's turn, the DM's turn, the world's turn, if you will. Um, party's turn, world's turn. Um, you still have to do everything. Sure. Like, calculating it out. But this is just, like, how you do situations that aren't, like, a necessarily combat situation? Am I, am I insane in, in thinking that this is just how people play the game? Because, like, if, if a scene is happening and somebody interrupts me... Um, to say, oh, I want to do this. Then I usually go, okay. Because that's perfectly within their right. At least, unless it's a, like... I can I can see instances where some people want to have a scene play out. But again, this is this is a thing of, like... If you can get your players to respect the scene... Um, we, we've done it for Devils and Dice. Every time Dispotter's in the room... We don't interrupt that guy. We just, we let him do his thing, right? Um, and because he's important and he's to be respected and our characters understand and know that, and they're also, like, that's their point. If we were a bunch of, like, heroes, quote-unquote, right, we were a bunch of, like, uh, paladins of angels or something, we'd probably not let him talk, right? That's a whole different scenario. Um, so, like, I... Am I insane? What's going on? Is he just describing playing a game? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I'm bad at typing a forum. Uh, typing a forum would be hard. That's fair. I I'm slower. I like to think about what I do a lot, so. Uh, with forums, it's usually a good idea to set a turn order so everyone gets to post and respond before more stuff happens. That makes sense. That's the thing. Everything's gonna have a turn order. It just, like, however you set it up, this, this, uh, no initiative, everybody goes thing, at least for right now, just seems like you're just not rolling to do initiative and that's the only time save. But otherwise you're just playing the game. Um... Sounds better. Uh, the buzzer he's using is bugging me. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Of course, if people get hung up on post length and responding to everything, that tends to lag the thread out over time. That's fair. That happens. I just... It, it's one of those things, for me at least, that I would want to pay attention to what somebody's written and respond accordingly. And that's kind of an issue for me of like, okay, well, if I don't respond, then it doesn't feel like I paid attention, you know? Anyway. Uh, to when I respond to everything that is relevant, I suppose. Um, yes, Dispotter talks as much and as long as he wants. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. If you can set and have your characters and players understand the gravity of a situation or the, the respect that a character in that world deserves, um, in relation to the characters that they're playing, um, I feel like then you can get that stuff to happen and, like, make it so that they don't interrupt something, necessarily. Um, plus, you could also make it so that there's ways that they can't interrupt, or ways that they, um, if they do, there's a consequence, right? Like, you gotta make sure that you've set things in motion. It's a whole different, like, topic, to be fair. So, eh. Anyway. But yeah, so I... I feel like I'm insane. I don't know. But they're falling after this figure. There's a sense of unknown in the air. They don't know what's about to happen. And right now, everything's kind of chill. They're sneakily going through here, but nothing's going bad. Nothing's crazy yet. Another bonus tip is when you describe the room, I definitely would not describe the body in the middle of the room first. Describe some general things here, especially if you're going about to go theater in the mind and there's a combat coming. This is very important because I know right now a combat's about to go down in the middle of this thing. They need to have a sense of what's going on so they're not so confused and I can keep things yes. rolling because they understand where they're at. If I say there's a body in the floor, they're not going to hear the spiral open staircase, the general things about it. So I'm going to make sure if I know I'm about to throw them into the fire, I give them a general sense of Maybe be a little more descriptive than usual of what their room looks like. So let me tell you right now what's about to happen. There's a ritual demon circle going on by some cultists in the very top of this tower, the purple glow. But they have hired bandit type assassins to help protect them and stop anyone from interrupting the ritual. So the players don't know it yet, but right now they're about to get ambushed by these assassin bandits hiding in the tops of the stairs. And as soon as this whole thing starts, one of the bandits is going to race upstairs to alert the cultists. And what's that body in the middle of the floor? It could be a number of things. It's somebody that came in here and the front of the body is riddled with arrows as somebody starts to look at it. Maybe it's a person that had their heart cut out for part of the ritual that's happening upstairs. But now, let's get back to it. The players now have free reign to explore this room in whatever ways that they want, but whoever looks up first or whoever inspects the body first is going to trigger this entire event. Two arrows get launched as part of the surprise round, which might look something like this. You go to inspect this body and you grab the shoulder to flip the body over, seeing that there's a huge laceration on the chest with an empty opening. But before you have time to see anything, else an arrow lodges into your shoulder and another one lands next to you the rest of you see those two arrows shoot from the top of the spiral staircase as you see two hooded figures with bows drawn you see one of the two of them yell out warn the master we have company a third figure starts sprinting up the stairs what do you do boom there you go Combat started. Like, right now, combat started. There's no minis. There's no reveal of a game board. There's no asking for initiative. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Not everybody plays with a game board. Or minis or all of that right not necessarily if you do and if you don't there's nothing wrong with either way um again if we're going for speed then yeah don't use them it just use everything theater of the mind but you have to make sure that your descriptions are adequate enough and the other thing is 
they're not going to be. <laughs> not necessarily, because people will want clarifications regardless, right? How you describe something and how you see it in your head is going to be um, different, potentially, to how somebody else describes something. But even if it's exactly the same, they're going to want to make sure, right? Um, just so that they are on the same page. Which is why a game board and all that stuff is very useful, and taking the time to do so can be incredibly useful just to make sure. But even when you have a game board and such, people can still ask questions because it depends on what the game board looks like and all of that. Regardless. Okay. So we don't use all that. Great. Amazing. Fucking, we, we have our theater of the mind. Combat has started. Initiative has not been rolled, even though it'll take... Maybe at most two minutes, right? To get it all set. That's a lot of time, by the way. Two minutes just to write down four to six to eight numbers um, of, like, your, uh, your, your players. And then, depends on how many cultists you have, I suppose, in this encounter. As well as how you do uh, uh, monster, quote-unquote, or adversary roles, right? Do you make it so they're all on one initiative? Or do you make it so that each individual one has their own initiative, right? That could be a way to speed it up, of, of have all of your... Um, all of your adversaries being on the same initiative, uh, and then just everybody else gets to go after them, um, or before them, or however it works in the turn, turn order for your initiative. Um, that's... I mean, that's, I feel like that's a good way to speed things up if you really want to. But, also, like, how long do you give people to say what they're going to do? How long do you give yourself to, like, do things as the cultists, right? Are you strict, and I, I assume we're going to learn about this, are you strict at, like, oh, you get, like, you know, 10 seconds for your, your turn, basically, of, like, okay, what are you doing? This is what you're doing? Great. You know, how long does it take for, like, you to uh, figure out the results of each of the actions, right? Initiative really does help with making it so that you can figure out and think about what's going on and the consequences of each of the actions. It's not... I mean, I think it bogging the game down, quote-unquote is good so that you can think things through and yeah sometimes i want to think about what i'm going to do exactly like and i want to think things out absolutely that's like being able to look at the space you're not necessarily unless you're i guess speedy as hell in your brain um you're not necessarily going to take in all the information all at once very quickly and parse through it and understand the entire situation immediately right and maybe that's the point is so that you can have these things be more chaotic because a combat with a surprise round even like might throw you off but i don't know i feel like blindsiding with the surprise round and then going into just go is like a lot um unless you're used to it at this point i suppose i'm not sure um, but Dyson, an ongoing story, makes things unknown. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I... Hmm. 
all those things, they are live right now. And if I ask them what they do and there's any hesitation or pauses and moments, that person's sprinting up the stairs to alert the cultist. I will shoot them with two more arrows. And if you've never done this to your players before, they'll get the picture and start to pick up whenever these type of situations happen and it'll really ramp up the tension. I love moments. So you're going to automatically get that stuff to happen then, right? You're automatically going to get that stuff to like why why not just make it so that that's what happens in the beginning it's just like they will get their turns right because if you're going to blindside them they're probably going to take a couple of seconds to like figure it out i don't know isn't the general rule for rule for speeding the game up is to plan your turn on other people's turns no turns means no pre-planning phase yeah that's the general rule, absolutely. Or at least the general advice that people give is like, on somebody else's turn, figure out what you're going to do so that you have it ready before it's your turn. That's usually how this works. Um, and sometimes, you know, again, a decision somebody else has before you might change your entire plan, which means you'll have to take a few more seconds. So, eh, if I just, if I had to just do something, I'd be like, uh, uh, um, I hit it with a rock, it's not really helpful. Well, that's the thing. It, this really, really relies on you being very good at quick thinking. Um, which is fine if that's how your table is, in general. If that's what your table prefers to do, then you can do stuff like this. This is just, without using the initiative role... The initiative, um, uh, uh, like, tracking. This is the same as going, okay, it's your turn. What do you do? One, two, three, four, five, next. You know, like, it's the same exact thing. If that's what you want to do, it's just removing that one thing that takes maybe up to two minutes. Maybe. Hey, JR Sonic, how's it going? So, like... I don't know, man. Of course, all that time on forums has me operating on an end like time scale. Well, that's the thing. I also like to take my time just because I like to think about things. I like I'm I'm slow in general of just doing things a lot of the time. I like to do things at my pace, right? That's why I like turn-based games a lot more. Um than RTS games, because I can't, my brain doesn't handle that very well, um, but, uh, it, like, first person and stuff, like, I like stealth games a lot, because you plan things out, and you get to do shit like that, and you have to make quick decisions, absolutely, but you get to plan things out and make sure that you're, you're aware of the, the situation beforehand, right? So, like, I, it, it really just depends on the situation, I suppose, and the game, and, and how things are going. I'm sure the Flash would love to play like that. Yeah, I mean, the Flash would be a master at that, because, again, like, f 50 quadrillion fucking thoughts a second, or whatever, you know? Um, so, like, fucking, I don't know, man. It just, it feels like a lot of chaos that you don't need to put into your game. You can give this same feeling with initiative, um, just to... And, like, training, I suppose, quote-unquote, training your players to, to figure out what they want to do before they do it uh, on their turn. So, I don't, I don't know, it just it feels really 
unnecessary for it to be. I don't know. Moments like this, whenever I can give my players the same experience that is currently going on with their character, and they're actually synced up in this moment of a frantic, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know. What spells do I have? What cooldowns do I do? What are you going to do? It doesn't matter. Go. Now, these are structured like normal rounds, and each person, good and bad guys, get only one turn each round. But if there's any hesitation, pauses, or lulls, that's the player missing their turn, and they're going to get fired on again. Timeout. And I literally okay. mean a timeout. Yeah, yeah, wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, but it... here's the thing. Because, bl again, blindsiding and then just saying you don't get a turn because you weren't prepared for me to blindside you is is a little weird if it's not mechanical, right? Um... Ah... I don't know, man. Every time that this kind of thing gets brought up of let's go faster, let's go faster, we only have a certain amount of time, let's go. Like, ah, it just, I guess it never really gels with me personally because, again, taking my time or having things take as much time as it does is just kind of what I prefer and I am used to and I... I think is fine, you know? Um, the ability to pause and put in commands was a great RTS innovation for me. Wish more had it. Yeah, that's how I played um, uh, Total War Warhammer 2. I, I would pause during battles and just, like, issue commands and stuff and, like, play at half speed a lot of the time. Very boring for anybody to watch, I suppose. But, like, that's the only way that I could do it. So I don't think I would play something like that, like, or an audience. Um, plus those poor dice only roll so fast. Think of the dice, damn it. That's the other thing. He's not accounting for dice. Like, rolling these things out, necessarily. Um, it might take a while to do that. And if that's the case, I suppose then he's going, okay, you roll that out, next person, tell me what you're doing. Or are you focusing? Like, if you as the DM takes some time and go, oh god, what do they do in this moment? Like, is that bad? Do the, do the, uh, do the adversaries lose their turn? No, they don't. Of course they don't. I don't know. It's, um, I like how Matt Mercer does it when he says whose turn it is. He also tells the next player as well. Yes, that is a good thing, uh, that he does. Absolutely. Of like, okay, it's your turn. You're on deck figure out like and let's go right just so that yeah that's that's a great thing to do just to prepare the next person to do something um even so you get people going ooh ah ooh, because things change right and i think i don't know for for this it feels a lot um it feels like it doesn't gel well with how D and D works necessarily, uh, unless it's a low uh, health kind of encounter. Whatever you're hitting is it doesn't matter. Like I said, a giant uh, skirmish on a battlefield, right? Mm. Uh, sounds like I'd just be blasting in his games. Yeah, exactly. This this really would then go to okay. I hit him. Okay, I hit him. Okay, I hit him. Okay, I hit him. You know? Uh, quick boss is immune to physical damage and go! 
Ugh. Nope. Turn lost. Yeah. I, again, uh, like, I get you wanting to put your player in the mindset of the character, but at the same time, shouldn't that just be your default hope, I suppose, of, like, getting them to think about the situations in general and in an actual encounter, then they think about what's going on and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get that it's a little meta that we give them so much time to do their decisions, but that's not what's happening in the game, so whatever, you know? Like, that's fine. That's how the game works. I don't know. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be playing Total War at full speed. It's it's full speed if it's a small battle, uh, and I and I think I'm gonna win. It's half speed if it's tough, and I need to actually pay attention. Uh, I wonder what a baseball TTRPG would look like. I don't know. Good question. This way, because things can get a little crazy. You have to be able to control the pace of this crazy, fast-paced combat for your players. Whenever you first start this off with them, don't be too mean and just keep firing arrows at them and you, as you like yell at them across the table. Don't have it be that crazy of an experience. Make sure you feel the room and help them whenever they actually need it so that they're not just completely paralyzed. But So then why do it? Is my question. I guess it's just to vary it up. Sure. If it works for your table, it works for your table. It just, I don't know. I think it's unnecessary. A lot of this stuff's going to be going on at the same time. As soon as somebody says what they're going to do, ask them for a roll. They do it. What are you doing? As they're making the roll and adding up the number and they're okay. doing it. It's all yeah. happening at the same time. This is also a great time to bring some sand timers out and really escalate the situation. And as soon as that sand timer reaches the bottom, the bandit gets to the top and alerts the cultists or whatever. And then with sand timers, I don't always tell them what happens at the end of the sand timer. I have a one minute sand timer, a 30 second, a five minute, stuff like that. There's a bunch of different ones you can, you can eat. Sure, like that's that these are those are fine things to use and if you're doing something like this or if like it like Yeah, I mean again, I just think that it really is situational if you want to do this. I don't think a general combat situation is necessarily one that I would employ it for. Uh, I always read turn planning like anime thinking time, high speed brain processing. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, maybe you roll to see if a player hates how you coach and wants to trade a new team. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's the thing. I don't know. Easily buy. I have an Amazon shop link down in the description. But I don't always tell them what happens. Sometimes I like to leave it being ominous, and sometimes it's pretty obvious what would happen. Or other times I might tell them, as soon as, before I flip it over, as soon as this thing goes out, they alert the cultists. Boom, you slam it on the table. Whew, okay. So now we're gonna get into when do you actually use these fixes for some issues that can come up whenever you run something so so crazy like this and some more options to again, personalize it to your group. So the first thing here is when do the bad guys go? Do you establish a certain order and then everybody always goes in that order? You could do it like that, but that's a little bit too structured for me in this chaos. I, it, people are just going and the orders will change from round to round. So maybe in this example, two players immediately jump into action, start springing up the stairs, doing whatever they're doing. And if there's any hesitation, that's whenever I take the bad guys turn and they go and do their thing, which does give a little extra time to those other players that weren't as quick to think. They then say what they do, and once everyone's done one thing, the next round starts. And people pick- Okay, but do you, I guess in a, in a bit, he might say, but do you then allow them time to do their thing? Do you allow that to happen, or are you going to give them the five seconds- and then say, no, okay, let's, it's the next turn, technically. 
you can try to do your thing now, I suppose, if you thought of it. Which then, again, everything changes again. Like, yes, in a real-life situation, it would be like this, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely it would be. Um, great, good. Uh, that's not necessarily what this, like, I don't know, man. It, it's really hard for me to, to get on the side of this. Um, again, if it works for you, it works for you, but yeah. Yeah, this seems so unnecessary. I absolutely think so. Skyrim is a bad RPG. Hey, first last. Um, first last. Goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I, I don't know if I would consider it a bad RPG. I just, I think it's a little boring, but I, I don't know if I would say bad as an RPG. We'll see. Um, because, hey, <laughs> next up. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, I wish I had anime high-speed processing. It looks so cool. Yeah, I know, right? Um, oh, this also seems like a person with anxiety's worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't work for anybody who has uh, any anxiety. But again, I, again, it's it's very much a... This is a situational moment. Like, I could see you putting this in front of somebody if this moment requi is required for your uh your game but otherwise like i don't know where in all this does rolling to see what works and what fails factor in well so they're rolling while somebody else is doing something like while they've already said what they're doing and i suppose if they're gonna do something that needs to be rolled out then they're gonna roll their thing out and you come back to the other person um slash go to the next person right like there's it just again, this chaos feel, feel bleh, seems so seems too chaotic, right? Seems like you do need some structure, like I like he was saying. He thinks that it's too structured if you have things set from the beginning, uh, even though he has structure in there. So, uh. um, what if I do something crazy that you don't have a rule for off the top of your head? That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. As an anxiety boy, this would be hard. Yeah, that's fair. It, Skyrim, is kind of boring and overappreciated. Its RPG specifically is fruitless and broken at every level. Um, I agree with the boring and overappreciated. Um, its RPG specifically is fruitless and broken at every level. Interesting to say fruitless. I wouldn't say fruitless. Um, you can break it very easily, right? Um... We'll we'll see. Well, I I want to see the arguments for from the video, but I don't know. I don't know about saying it's broken at every level. I don't know. Like I suppose it's what. Um. Okay, it's not that broken, but still, though, so many bugs there. That's a whole different conversation. I'm talking about it being an RPG. Well, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, like, sandbox games in general that has RPG elements isn't an RPG? No, 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 no. It has... We'll, we'll talk about it more when we get to the video. Don't worry. This... We're, we're on the... This initiative point at the moment. We'll get there. Um, true point, but what if I, uh, just bust a bunch of holes everywhere for no reason? Then what? I mean, you could do that. That's the thing. I don't know. I feel like... 
turn order is very important for for uh, D and D and things of that nature. Like it really just it matters so that you can feel like you've done something with your turn or I don't know. It just up on this pretty quickly because just like in normal combat everybody gets to do one turn per round but what if two things happen at the same time or in direct opposition of each other well in general this is fine because in the rules of DD, there's already something called contest where you make a contest to see whoever rolls higher so if it's an attack roll whoever rolled higher hits first if two people are running towards the same thing they both make an initiative check and they just do a flat dexterity roll to see who gets there first but if these contests aren't enough and you say you do something as the dungeon master and one of the bad guys is doing something and a player wants to do a spell first First because they see that happening. These types of things can happen and you don't want to say, no, I said it first. <laughs> don't get into that game. That doesn't feel good. But what you can do is have a roll off in that one little moment. Have a mini roll off between those two players to actually see who gets to do the thing they said first. Now, if you're worried about this happening too much and then too many people are trying to do the same thing and you keep having these little mini initiative roll offs all the time and it slows dang things down, that usually doesn't happen because as things are going fast, it kind of makes sense and there's a feel of the table of what is fair and what makes sense for who goes first. But another way you can do this if you don't have to handle rolling is just your initiative score wins. And whatever your actual initiative score is in your box, whatever that number is, is if you beat the other person or not. So when you say you do something faster than the other, what's your initiative score? Five, there's is four, you go first. It's so fast. Or another way you can do this, I personally don't do this, but I've heard of somebody have this homebrew of something of mine, is have everyone also roll for initiative at the beginning anyway. You still run things off really fast paced in this skirmish initiative system, but anytime there is a contest of who would go first, you refer to the initiative score that was rolled for this combat. But I yeah, at that point, just use initiative, you know, like I, uh... I personally don't like that because I really do like to throw them in, give them no time, no rolling for initiative and they are in the battle now. Another method that can do something really similar, but has a little bit more structure to it mechanically is called a one round skill challenge. This is one of my favorite homebrews that I made up based off of skill challenges from fourth edition. I've taken those and condensed them into one round. I've already done a full video on this that'll be in the description, but basically everyone around the table goes around and makes a skill check and they say what they're going to do to try and fix this problem in the moment. Nobody can make the exact same check. So you got to stay creative and not overlap. And there's a certain DC that's set. And once everybody rolls against it, you see how many successes versus failures you have. So really quickly in a flash of a moment, as everybody's doing this, you can see if they succeed and stop the person or not. Or here's another thing you can what are we talking about yeah that's already a thing okay is that homebrew i suppose i guess but who <laughs> doesn't talk this fast when he's running the game i'm sure he talks just as fast because he needs to get all this information out very quickly uh i don't know man it's more of the same of like uh, yeah great you know Okay, sure. If this, again, if it works for you, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it for doing it if it works for you and your group. Great. I just find it, like it was said before, I find it unnecessary and I don't think I would use it. Unless it was very specific situations. Uh, in RPG mechanics, I mean, it has a lot of bug mechanics and messed up st stats of the perks. I hope you understand my point of view a bit better now. I do. Thank you. I appreciate clarification. Um, yeah, it does have a few things that are pretty buggy in terms of the mechanics itself. Um, that's fair. Uh, 
I saw a video talking about RPGs and why so many of them do different things and are still RPGs. Well, yeah. So, there's a lot. Yeah. RPGs are a vast array because RPGs are um, really just a very easy thing to make, I suppose, in a label. Or, quote-unquote, not in a label, but um, it's easy to put an RPG element and make it into a game, I suppose. Quote-unquote, you know. He's saying he's so goddamn fast. I like I get what he's saying, but it just again, he's just giving us variations that might help with your usage of this homebrew. Which sure. Yeah. I mean it could, but I don't know. It doesn't I don't know. I just think the premise is strange. At least for me. Um He could increase his efficiency by learning to speak in binary. That's true structure this a little bit more if you like this back and forth style of it not being the same thing every single round and being a little bit more predictable if you want to dial up the unpredictability in an entire initiative system that you can use for any type of fight not just these fast-paced ones i got something for you luke hart over at the dm's layer is a close friend of mine and fellow content creator and he has an entire homebrew initiative system that i have tried out and i love i of course taken and ran with it in my own way and made my own tweaks to it but it is a great system i'll have that video linked down in the description as well and there's gonna be a lot more collaborations coming from me and Luke here soon. We got a video coming out here soon together and we got some stuff happening on Patreon together too. Lots of big stuff coming on that, but if you guys do want to see my own personal initiative system or my version of Luke's initiative system, they're really the two main ones I use and the options that I give to my table. And in all my games, no matter how I run them, I might throw this skirmish initiative system at them to make them kind of scramble and see how the group likes it. And based on how they liked it is if I'll use it more or less. And I Okay, so throw it in that's fine it's just i guess are your players aware that you might just throw things in you have to make them aware of course but like i don't know okay <laughs> sounded way faster if you don't understand yeah that's fair he's like that one teacher i don't hate but i don't care for the subject for <laughs> i came to pathfinder 2 as a d20 system which action system and dynamic i like much more than D D. at least D feels too clunky for me that's fair that's absolutely fair um yeah, like, it's... Oh. <laughs> Fucking Aiden's around. Hold on. Let me... Let me get him. Uh... He's doing the whole... Oh, how's... Uh, uh. Hold on, hold on. Uh... Hello. Oh, look at this. He has the bravery to emerge from his glass house. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are, how are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. You sound like um, the mic isn't picking you up as well. Are you a little farther away from it? I know. Um, Interesting. Stand by. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I like rap so I can follow him. That's fair. Hello. Greeting, greeting, goo. Much better. I, I'm also closer to the mic. Uh, how about now? Yeah. No, you're good. All right, sweet, perfect. You sound much clearer and everything. So I was, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like ninety percent certain that. So I got a new webcam recently. Ah, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I unplugged and replugged my mic, and mm. Discord was like, "Hey, do you want to switch to this new microphone?" And I was uh, like, "Oh, yes, please." Yeah, I just um, I I disabled my mic's uh, microphone just so that it doesn't do that anymore to me because I it it's always going to be lower quality. So I'm like, you no. dis you you disabled your mic's microphone. Sorry, my uh, my webcams. Yes. Okay. It's just a little easy thing to do in your settings. Um, well, you asked me how I'm doing. Okay, how are you? I'm doing okay, I suppose. That's good. That's. Um, I um. Uh, yeah. I. The last thing I remember, it was five thirty. Okay. I thought, yeah. And I thought, oh boy, well I have another half hour. Yeah. I can like. Get up, get shower, get my laundry going, get like dinner cooked, and then it was five fifty four. <laughs> That's fair. Well, you're coming in at the tail end of this video. It was uh, an alternate homebrew initiative system for D and D. Basically, it is you don't do initiative; you just spring it on your players and say go. Um, and if they take too long, you kind of have, a, like, a an adversary go in their stead. You know, you do this until you, um, everybody has their one turn, and then you do the next turn or something. Um, you can employ a hourglass if you need to, to put more stress into it and ticking clock. Um, this is to speed up the game, because always speeding up, uh, D&D combat is the thing that everybody wants to do. Um, yeah. Most everybody seems to think that it's a little unnecessary. Um, but then again, if it works for your table, it works for your table, right? Um, nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah, it feels very... Uh, feels like it doesn't gel, at least to me, with how D&D works. Um, and I think that, you know, being able to... Uh, think about your turn while somebody else is having their turn so that you can plan out what's going on and then have to change based off of the situation in general is a little helpful. Um, especially with the amount of abilities, spells, and everything that you get in, in D&D. Um, so that you're not just resorting to, I hit the guy, um, necessarily, unless that is what you need to do. Um, and that is the most, like, if that is the decision you want to make every turn, that's the decision you want to make every turn. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of, it's something that I, I wouldn't use in something that isn't a very specific situation of like, uh, a skirmish that's going on in a large battlefield where everything has one HP. So you don't have to worry about it. You know, it's just a bunch of minions or whatever. And so you just kind of get to the next thing in that whole encounter that actually like quote unquote matters more. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, I I don't know. Well, um, sorry, I was taking advantage of talking just off my face. I figured, yes. Um, I'm of two minds on this. Okay. So. Mm. I don't like taking AC players. Um, okay. And 
saying, no, fuck you, you don't get to move. Yes. Uh, and now the enemy does. Feels really bad as yeah. a player. However, mm-hmm. I have been a DM for one druid in particular mm-hmm. who would take upwards of like every round of combat if we let him he would take 45 minutes to an hour yeah, yeah. i'm th- that sounds like i'm exaggerating i'm not no, you've told enough stories that it makes sense yeah um so so that even, even that with is just uh, I, Sorry, I I don't mean to, but even with just a regular initiative system, you still can put that in place of like, okay, it's it's your turn. Like, if you don't do something in the next you know minute, like, come on, man, right? So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, because it, it it sucks to have your weekly D and D meeting essentially robbed from you by someone who just sits there as the center of attention <laughs> and doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um. So, um, what I have done with that player, um, is I set out my, um, my phone, Mm. and I said it so it was facing him, and I said, I am setting a timer on this phone for three minutes. Mm. Um, you've taken a decent amount of time already, I'm forgiving all of that. But at the but if this alarm sounds and you have not given me in clear terms what it is that you are going to do, then this enemy is going to move. Sure. Um, and that works decently well. I don't know if I would refine it any. Um, another one of my players who became uh, my DM. Uh, what he did is, I honestly think it's a really elegant fix. Uh, we had uh, we and started saying uh, like whenever it's like person A's turn and you're going around the table, um, we will say so and so, it's your turn, and then say whoever it is that's whose turn it is next, like call yeah, them by name to get their attention if they're on their phone or something, yeah, and then yeah. say you're on deck. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly how Mercer does it. So fair enough. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the, the my my at least my takeaway just from that is like, yeah, if you have a a player who's taking up time, it doesn't matter what system like of initiative you use. You know, you're gonna have to force them to uh, like adapt. <laughs> um, yeah. right, and like. Again, this this one is just everybody's gonna have to do that, and then yeah, you're if you don't go, they go. But like my question then becomes, okay, so do you just allow everybody to get their turn at the end of the day, or do you skip everybody who is taking way too long because they're still thinking about it, and then you go to the next turn, which was never clarified, um, because he said that everybody will get their turn, uh, but. Then again, he also said that he will do the skipping thing. So yeah, I'm... that's that sounds like you're not getting it. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know. Um, but at the same time, if uh, if it's to if you're like, he did say to not do it so that you're doing it to like overwhelm and and like make it so that they don't get a bunch of turns. So 
I guess there is an implication there of like, don't do it so much that it fucks with everything. But at the same time, when I heard that, I was like, so why do it at all? <laughs> Just, I don't know. I, eh. Again, if it works for him and his table, it works for him and his table. Right? I mean, you could use it as a way to, I guess, engineer situations into being more tense well so this yeah that's the entire point i i think as well as the speed right um but um like i like i said i wouldn't use it for anything like except for a extremely specific circumstance that i want it to be for right and i also wouldn't just throw it in there um again i don't know if he informs or i assume that his group knows him by now and knows that he'll just throw things in there if he wants to potentially i don't know how he runs his games um but i would obviously recommend that you inform that if you're going to try something and you're going to um want to just put things in to try then you're going to inform them anyway um but i i don't know man it's just from the onset i i don't prefer it and i don't think that it gels well with D or any d20 system i suppose that doesn't Ooh, that uses uh, this initiative lux brings up a very good uh uh mention um for players that habitually take an extremely long time i'd probably let them pick a default action their character would take if they run out of time yeah that's fair yeah like the default action could be like as okay. simple as you take the dodge action. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Anyway, there's what like two minutes left of this, and I think it's all gonna be end bits. Uh, let me read a few things. Uh, designing JRPGs on paper was a hobby I used to have. I actually had a dream about doing that last night. That's cool. Um, and Aiden is gone. Hi, Aiden, bro. Hello. Uh, I thought Gray was gonna bring in his cat or something. <laughs> I don't have a cat. I don't have a pet. Uh, hi. You should, fix, you, you, you should fix that. Uh, i You should get. You should get a cat. I'm not financially stable enough to get a cat. I was asked if I wanted a cat not too long ago, and I said I think that's not a good idea at the moment. Um. A computer could do this way fast, way better uh, than a DM, I I guess, yeah. Like, this is, I don't know. It's I don't think that it's needed to be like this, right? You can speed things up if you really want to, but I, I don't think that you need to do that. Um, I need to do more with RPG Maker. I've been thinking about getting RPG Maker, actually. It's been piquing my interest a little bit. Oh. Um, um, by, by the way, actually, uh, Alejo, hello. um, do you remember back when you, me, and Boo were playing Remnant 2, yes. uh, the day it, like, we all first yes. played, um, I mentioned that I wanted to go over a homebrew? Uh, yes, I do. Um, is that offer still on the table? Uh, yeah, we can go over it after this is all done, sure. And then we'll do the final video. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, a solo game might be okay with this just go idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to worry. But well, at that point, why, like, it doesn't, 
it doesn't really matter because like that's the fastest it could be it's you go and on your turn you go and then the other person goes right like you don't need to do this um two uh i got three cats nice Timothy, what are your cats' names? Yeah, tell us I, all three. I, I must know. And also and what all, kind of cats. All, and also post photos in the um I don't think in the table in talk. The Discord. Fuck. Yeah. Uh the RPG maker Tim system Timothy, make a Discord. <laughs> <laughs> the RPG maker system is pretty easy to use, but if you want to do anything complex, you need to learn Ruby. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I've seen a bunch of RPG stuff, RPG Maker stuff, and it seems really interesting. I don't know. Okay. Um, Saffron, Sage, no. and Tigger. Oh. Okay. Let's finish this video up really quick, um, and then we'll move on. I also, of course, love throwing in skill challenges and the... Together, oh I swear, God, not just, even... the just the servers haven't caught up yet. Oh, there you I'm go. I'm here. Right, yeah. No, I'm, I'm here. Oh, right, oh look yeah. at that. The server's caught up. Mm. Those one-round skill challenges. This is my first video on the Dungeon Coach Speed Training Series, so I hope this gives you guys a lot of tools to help take your game to the next level. And if you want more tools <laughs> in the form of PDFs, every single month I give you guys a bunch of cool stuff over on my Patreon. I have three different PDFs I make every single month that I put in different... If you're giving them away on Patreon, you're not giving them away. True. <laughs> award tiers you can pick and choose what you want and the support helps me put back into this channel and make even more stuff for you guys i started making two videos a week now and it really has helped make that happen and some new people helping this happen is the new gold dragon patron dasterly big shout out for just jumping into the channel support in this big way i super appreciate it and i also have another thank you for two people that have been patrons for one full year now dark abyss keeper and mark m it's crazy that these two are now it's been a full year since they've been a part oh, of this because they help the channel um, oh, that's weird is it yeah no I, oh very oh okay oh weird okay i think that that might be the video in more than just being supportive it's also crazy to see these two specific names come up as a one full year patron member because it's not just supporting the channel so in that weird. way they support the channel in a lot of different ways dark abyss keeper is on the homebrew council that helps yeah. sculpt and define these pdfs he was actually was one of the people that helped and fire up and churn back and forth with mm. me on draken harbor that full city pdf we did and mark m is the literal guy that makes and edits the pdfs that i send them there is no way that i could do that and if i did it basically just be a word document that nobody would really want he makes them look real pretty and both of them are huge so a big thank you goes out to them and everyone else that supports literally make this oh yeah okay oh, oh wow that was weird okay huh. okay oh. i i'm really happy i got to join to see that yeah that was very strange i don't know why it did that um huh so I can't really, I don't really feel like I can respond to his video. Um, <clears throat> well, I gave you all the talking points that you responded to already, so. Yeah. Um, um, it was, it's fine. Again, if it's something that you want to use, use it. If you don't want to use it, don't, you know? That's yeah. basically just it. Yeah, or maybe tweak it like what Lux said with yeah. the have a default animation which i'm totally go <clears throat> not going to steal <laughs> and not pay royalties on mm. uh <laughs> uh 
There are new RPG makers that use JavaScript. Oh. MV and MZ, they have really good sales from time to time. Really? Okay. Uh, Zoom video go bye-bye. That's right. What happened? What did I miss? Not too much. Don't worry. That was just the end of the video, and it just got weird. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh... So let me let me do because it's been a while since we've done a midpoint, um, shout out and chill. Because uh, we I haven't... feel like we do that every time. No, no, we don't. We literally have only been doing it at the end for like the past few. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of truth, truth be told, during shout outs and chills, I just kind of mentally check out. That you know, that eat. makes sense. Well, eat then, my friend. Mm. Have a have, or... a have a feast. I'm not paying you money. You pay me money. <laughs> Being of. Um, <laughs> woo, midpoint. That's right. So, um, just so you know, hey, we are doing this. And if you would like to support us, you can financially through Patreon as well as Kofi. Um, both will get the same exact um, benefits. That's the word. Uh, so... Either way, it works. Both have the same exact membership tiers. Um, and if you would like to uh, do it for as little as a dollar. Um, thank you to our tier fours. That being Draco Kraken, Mog Zero, Rick, aka Unit Rico, Slazer, and Steely. Appreciate you. And our tier two, uh, Neon Armok, Lux. Uh, appreciate you. And of course, a thank you to our tier one. Peter. Um <laughs> shilling Aiden's favorite activity. That's right. He does the shilling, he doesn't pay attention to the show. Um who missed the midpoint? I don't know. That's right. <laughs> um other than that, you can support us via getting stuff on uh T Public with our logo on it. You can also go over to our website in the support us section. There's multiple ways that you can uh, help us, as well as getting our custom dice for $15. Um, and last but not least, we have... By by the way... Okay. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just adding... I'm adding on to your shell. Mm -hmm. um, those $15 dice... Lovely, beautiful dice. They are. Uh, that $15 goes right back into the community. So, all I'm really? saying, right, is technically you, the audience, are technically getting those dice for free. <laughs> no, but... Yeah. Okay. So, you're, so you're getting tabletop blessed dice for, for free. I wouldn't say that for legal reasons. Verif uh, ver verified free of leukemia. Ah, uh, easily, yes. That is true. <laughs> they they I, do not have I any don't, leukemia. I, I, don't, I don't touch the dice. Alejo touches the dice. That's true. Like, I'm on the other end of the continent. Like, you couldn't get further from leukemia. That's right. Well, you could. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, free, you say? No. Yeah, <laughs> um, free. JR Sonic by six. That, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you, Money you helps Aiden get more swole. True. 
Yeah, you can afford it. They're free. No, God, stop. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, so the other way that you can support... I was trying to get through this fast. Uh, the other way that you can support is you can go over to Humble Bundle using our link in the description, which also helps uh, Table uh, Talk Alliance. Or, sorry, Tabletop Alliance, not Table Talk. Not that affiliated. Um, link in the description for all their charity work they use uh, tabletop stuff for as well as i would uh say let's see i haven't looked at this for a little bit uh there's a wait is this actually traveler hold on oh my god there's a traveler there's a traveler bundle like jr saw, saw it said time to pull my mommy's magic number card oh god stop <laughs> But uh, legitimately, there's a Traveler bundle, which I actually will get. That's 18 bucks for all 16 of these PDFs. That That is genu genuinely a good deal right there. That, yeah, that's... I'm, I'm going to get this. Um, very cool. Uh, so that's a, that's a uh, tabletop thing. Um, other than that, they have great other bundles. Like uh, you've got your things for RPG Legends from Baldur's Gate to all that kind of stuff um as well as jackbox stuff racing stuff you know and the the uh the choice bundle is always something that i like um getting every month um so uh link in the description use that anything that you get on the store or any of these bundles or anything uh also helps uh us as well as the charity of uh tabletop alliance so that's it that's all those things i tried to speed through them so we can get to your homebrew thing and yeah it i talked through it with boo it didn't take too long so hopefully it shouldn't take too long here okay um so um and bear in mind i thought of this while i was like half asleep one night so i will probably have sentences that trail off into nowhere okay um but uh this rule is designed to give marshals a chance to shine along spellcasters Okay. By having infinitely usable martial abilities. Uh, okay. co combat musters. Combat musters are meant to help martial classes shine and can be used an unlimited number of times per day. Instead of expending resources like spell slots, combat maneuvers cost a cooldown. Unlike oh, the tradition. Sorry, uh, just is this for D&D specifically? Uh, no. Okay. What is this for a D20 um, system specifically? I, I designed it with D&D 5e in mind. Okay, uh, especially but, for that, I would say Battlemaster exists, so you got to be a little careful. Yeah, yeah as, as basically I was trying to rip Pathfinder 2e's like fighter and combat maneuvers mm. and try to duct tape it into 5e. Mm. That, okay. that, that's what this is. That, that's it, its backstory. Um, okay. Unlike the traditional MMO pattern of cooldown, where your moves cycle into, like, available or not available, um, cooldowns for combat musters are per use. So each move can have a cooldown, where after the move's use, you can't use any combat muster. So better moves have higher cooldowns associated with them. So an overhead cleave might be cheaper than a circle flash. Um, <clears throat> Basically, like, if uh, I, as a DM, give your character a combat muster that's, like, really cool and good, but you see it has, like, a five-round cooldown, 
and it's costly as fuck, then you know for five rounds, whoa, mm-hmm. you've got nothing. Um, which is not entirely accurate. You still have your entire kit. Um, uh, alternate rule, there's a cooldown. Pl- there's alternate rules for this of cooldown plus cost. Basic combat maneuvers like circle slashes or overhead cleaves incur basic costs where you aren't able to use any maneuvers for one, two, or three rounds. Um, additionally, better combat maneuvers can incur additional costs, such as a full round cooldown plus reduced move speed by five for one round. Hmm. Um, fighters get a certain amount of combat maneuvers per level plus perhaps additional ones per subclass. That way you can balance power level of subclasses. Mm. Uh, A suggested one is like an air crescent slash. Pick two congruent squares within a 30-foot range and swing your sword. Do an anime as fuck EI jutsu air slash. Dealing 1d6 plus strength to both squares. Can be used to target multiple enemies or if targets the same enemy, deals 2d6 plus 2 strength. Mm-hmm. Um, which opens the door into fighter tech, uh, combat musters that get almost formulaic in calculation, like 2d6 plus strength plus 2 in on, like, a magic sword or whatever. Like, I'm trying to keep things very minimal to kind of keep the the door open for DMs and players. Um, uh, 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 at DM and player discretion, they can move from a cooldown or cooldown plus cost-based system and move into a system that is just costs, such as sacrificing X move speed, giving enemies advantage on you, damaging yourself, um, uh, take minus one, two, or three to hit uh, for the rest of combat, taking one, two, or three... Um, subtraction from ac for however long um you can really get you are designed to be able to get creative with like oh yeah no uh i will do a move that like can only be used at the beginning of combat and is real good but will make me minus four ac minus 20 move speed for the rest of combat Hmm. um Basically, the DM is allowed to be a salesman and make barters when making these moves with their players. DMs can make skills that are personalized to the character to help them give the character more flavor. DMs can sit down with the player and say, what do you want to give me? All right, you you want to uh, give your samurai a three-round cooldown after the move and your move speed's reduced by five? Yeah, how about a combat maneuver that's an air slash? Um, if you'll up the slow speed uh, to, like, minus 10 speed, I'll make a, make a D8 damage that it does instead of a D6. Mm. Um, so it, it's kind of meant to, like, help induce that back and forth of, like, the DMs making bargains with their players. Sure. And marshals are meant to be looking at combat through, like, sort of the lens of, like, a chess game almost. They can mm-hmm. play this maneuver, but... It, and as a cost, that will leave them with X. They can play card A, but they'll get dealt card B in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of basically it. I wanted to keep this like fairly minimal and have no real hard and fast rules to it. 
uh, because I just wanted to get people thinking. Yeah, it's just a just a guideline of like, oh, add thing like basically you're just saying customize your fighters. Is, yeah, that's is... that's that's literally what I'm saying. Yeah. But in my ex in my experience, people won't do that unless no, there is a PDF that they find online that says yeah, that yeah. Exactly. Um, you're you're putting that idea out there to generate that thing to happen because it's something that seems at least um, a very uh, simple and easy for anybody to think of. But without that prompting, not many people are going to think of it. I, I, yeah. I understand and I agree. Yeah, um, it, it, it's also because like high level like wizards get like the I don't know fucking like cloud kill. Uh, yeah. whereas high level fighter is like, I hit things with my sword five times per combat. Yeah, exactly. No, or five, five times per round. Plus whatever they like, get from their subclass. But... Yeah, it, it, it's like, that kind of doesn't mean that special. It's not, the, it's not the same level. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I got you. Um, and yeah, Draco Kraken did point it out. It does sound like a 4E fighter a bit, because they do give them yes. bills and counties so, daily and utility abilities and all that. Sure. I... Because that's I what Pathfinder actually, did later on. That's, so yeah. that's what Boo meant to me when I mentioned uh, this idea to him. Mm -hmm. um, I completely forgot that he mentioned 4E until you reminded me, uh, Draco Kraken, thank you. Yeah. Um, um, 4E. 4E. 4E has a lot of great systems if you want to do a lot of customization and since 5e is so much similar and is basically 4e but just a little bit simplified um without the that uh combat system in it technically like to its full extent um just putting things in from there it's easy to do and i feel like yeah you can do that and and make it so it works like that mm -hmm. um very well cuz as advocated before if you like 5e you like 4e you do um, give me just one moment to grab an, uh, an, an additional steak. Okay. Uh, I shall be back. Okay. Um, can you do guard impact? Oh, I'll, I'll ask him after that, uh, when he gets back. Um, see, there was a, a momentary, uh, sun craze. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. okay, well. Let me get the other one prepped, because this is an interesting... It's not a TTRPG-related video. I return. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Lux like wanted to, to know if you can do I... a guard impact. I don't know what a guard impact is. I would assume, at least from my knowledge... It sounds like, like a fighting your... game term. It looks... It's like using your defense in a in an offensive way, I think. At least... Something like, like 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 a shield bash, um, maybe. I I'm not sure exactly what Lux means, so I'm sure that Lux will give us context. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, pushing forward on the joystick will return will result in a counter, while pulling back will execute a parry. Well, yeah, that's the fighting um, game term. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 it's in Soul Caliber. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it's Soul Caliber. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, can you do that? Can you? Uh, I mean, I assume, yeah, you could make that as a thing. You sure. Yeah. No, but I don't see why not. I see no reason why you couldn't make it. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things where this is again a guideline where you as the DM can make it 
work as you want to and you kind of have to play with it to make sure that it works well for your game uh, and your the character that you're giving them um so there's no like set rule for it but obviously like it's really exactly. just like whatever works for your from your imagination go for it you know yeah, you just got to balance it like what i said with uh, the dm or uh, bu- 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 dm is meant to be a salesman and um allowed to be a salesman make barters when making these moves with their players dms can make skills that are personalized to the character to help them give the character more yeah so like i mentioned the samurai character has the yaijutsu air slash you could make a a sword and board like beefy fucking boy that has a guard impact yeah um i miss my 4e sword mage you hit my ally so i teleport above you and smack you hell yeah there you go uh there needs to be a D max e so using the best parts of D in one you could make it you could really it's but this is the thing what's the best like that's something that no one will agree on no one will agree on what every single best part is because people just hate certain editions regardless of what they are and what they have a lot of the time so i don't know we'll see anyway let's move on to the final video of the night it is not a TTRPG video. It is a video about Skyrim. And uh, it's coincidentally, Aiden is here, who is my Elder Scrolls man. Um, oh, boy. To a degree of at least you've played a lot of Skyrim. Um, oh, oh, no, like, I've got, like, 5k hours in that game. Yeah. I I know the lore of the creation of Mundus. Don't worry, that's not necessary. In depth. <laughs> don't don't burden can, me with that. I can I can talk to you how about how Molag Ball's penis is a I spear. I would love to kill myself. Um, so <laughs> it, it has a name. It has a name. It's named Muatra. I just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't need this in my life, and I yeah. I did not want it, and I just hey. Hey, yeah. hey, you know uh, the the tribunal like Dagother hates them. It's got like the the elf that's like half dark elf, half light yeah. elf. It's um, yeah, or half high elf rather. Vivek. I know his name. Yeah, Vivek. Yeah, Vivek. Um. Yeah, he bit off Molagball's dick. Okay. Killed Great. Mola. Killed Molagball with his own penis. So this is a video. <laughs> Called Why Skyrim is Not an RPG. Does that strike you as a sentence that makes sense? It strikes me as a sentence that's clearly meant to be clickbait, and it disappoints me that you clicked on it. Well, um, he's actually going to argue it. I watched it a few is, minutes. It is a point that I find myself disagreeing of initially mm-hmm. however i am willing to be swayed i don't know how you could define it as the, not an rpg the, the the hurdle is pretty high yeah. but it, it's 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 there you you can jump over it ah uh, i don't know because just looking at mechanically what the game is mm. mm-hmm. it is an rpg like there is I, like every single mechanic that's in it is for an RPG game. There is also the fact that it has RPG leveling. Yes. There's the fact that 
as someone who is playing the role of mm-hmm. the Dragonborn, yes. a character that has been prophesied, yes. uh, in a, a 2011 published video game yes. by Bethesda uh, Software, um, it does technically make it a role-playing game. He, his um, first point is going to interest you. Um <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, hurdles there. You can mm-hmm. jump over it, but golly, it's... I don't see how, yeah. It, uh, it, the more I think about it, the hurdle is shifting from, like, it was, like, 10 feet off the ground, like, Herculean, Olympian, even. Yeah. But, like, you can do it. Um, and it slowly it's becomes very, more. It's... Like, I'm watching it rise over the horizon right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's... It's not a claim that you can make. I, whatever your definition of an RPG is, is not the standard. <laughs> whatever... Yeah. Like, necessarily. I, it might be, but you might be wrong in that case. Yeah. If, right? if, if he convinces me, and I'm not saying he can't convince me... I'm not um, saying that either. I'm just saying... By all definitions of what an RPG is, it meets that criteria. Um, uh, I should have asked if you can do Link stuff, actually. Oh, mm. for uh, the, the swordsman stuff? 100%. There you go. What's the matter, Alejo? Did someone take your sweet role? No, I just don't care about Elder Scrolls lore most of the time. I just don't. Um, I wonder if he'll take the track, uh, that TTRPGs are the only real RPGs. I, dude, I don't know. I only listened to a few minutes. Hey, um, uh, t- did you know that the Terminator is canonical? Yes, I do. Actually, because you told me that. Mm. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, I don't recall that, but that sounds like me. I'm that does sound like you, it. and I know it's you. Oh, also, I found that note that I wrote. You said Lancer. Lancer was your choice. Of the TTRPG oh, you wanted to play. Okay. Next. Yeah. Okay. I have it right here written down on my notebook. Very cool. That's cool for you. I would like to retroactively change it to Cyberpunk. Okay. When we get closer, I will I will ask you again. I have Cyberpunk Red specifically? Oh. Yeah, that's like the one that Boo would want to play. He didn't want to play the old one. And the reds and i have all of red so anyway um actually no he's right skyrim is not a rocket propelled grenade that's true i will give him that that is true no. uh on a related note galapagos finches apparently aren't finches huh. okay. <laughs> let's go this is only a six minute video but we'll see how we get um we'll make it take an hour <laughs> Skyrim is an amazing game. Oh, oh, it's it's presenting voice. Oh, I'm a YouTuber. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh, fuck me. All right. Anyway, sorry. It is something that cannot be denied. As a matter of fact, Skyrim is so amazing that it made the number one spot on Game Informer's top 100 RPGs of all time. Why Mm. is that so amazing? You might ask. Because Skyrim is not an RPG. To a few of you, the idea of Skyrim not being an RPG may be rather absurd. You're probably already typing in the comments about how stupid I am. I love this trope. Oh. I love oh. this one. Oh. It oh. always he... comes up. He got me. 
Always. Literally he, every single video like this. He even knew I would misspell could. <laughs> Coyote! <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It feels we weirdly insecure, you know? Um, like... Aleo, no, the reason for that would be because it is. I know, I just, I don't want to accuse of being, of the guy of being insecure. I'm just saying, it just feels that way every fucking time. <laughs> Have some confidence in your argument. I am. But before you do, why don't you pull up a chair and listen up? Because you will likely be in agreement with me by the time I'm finished. Oh. To kick this off, I'm going to start with the one characteristic that everybody seems to know when it comes to a role-playing game. And that is, of course, the role. Anytime I hear the Skyrim RPG argument, the number one thing people will say is a role-playing game is a game where you have a role. And I have to be honest with you, that is the dumbest description of a role-playing game I've ever heard. Zoot. Okay. Um. <laughs> sorry. Hold on. I've I've got to scroll here. His uh, vernacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, Mr. Common Straw Man. <laughs> and that is, of course, the role. Anytime I hear the Skyrim RPG argument, the oh. number one thing people will say is a role. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Skyrim RPG argument. I've never heard of this. Now, first off. Now. Okay. So this is this is just a fascinating uh bit of uh argument like argumentation he's doing. Yes. Because when he says the Skyrim RPG argument, yes. it poisons the well of the listener to think that it ever was an argument. Yes. <laughs> which yes. which causes the listener to think, oh, well, Fuck, the guy I'm listening to may be right. And granted, you may be right. But what I am saying is you are trying to... You you are doing something that is sort of disingenuous. Yes. You yeah. know, uh, you know as well as I, that 99.999, however many nines it takes to be everyone minus you. Mm -hmm. um, that amount of nines, 99.9 whatever of people agree it's an rpg yeah i uh, so I, it is not an argument no I have, I have no idea why this has come up i have no idea like you would have to again source this as an argument that people have had i'm sure that it, sorry i'm sure that people have had this argument you are oh, having this oh argument God, right now I, I i promise you i can find a game informer article uh about <laughs> About the game saying that Skyrim's not an RPG. Yeah, like, I don't give that a shit came about that, that, that came out like three days after Skyrim released because yeah. the magazine is fighting to stay relevant. Exactly. They have to get those clicks. They have to. They have to. They have to. Which is why I follow um, Saved You a Click so that I never have to look at an article ever. <laughs> yep. yep. It's so nice. Because <laughs> they're all garbage. Uh, yeah, the, uh, there's articles I find myself really curious to uh, to read because you know the clickbait works. Sure, uh, yeah. However, I refuse on principle, and like there is no saved you a click for like the well there is there is for X. Is there one for like Instagram? 
Uh, not that I know of, but maybe. I I have no idea though. Mm. I I don't pay attention to Instagram in general. Yeah, fair. Um, back. What did I miss? Oh, the starting of a of a very interesting argument. That's all. <laughs> uh, we we did get through sixteen percent of his video without needing to make a point. So that's true. Good that's good job. Good, good job, yeah. boss. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I'm just I'm excited to see what he says about it not having a role. That's great. Let's do it. Mm. <laughs> Playing game is a game where you have a role, and I have to be honest with you, that is the dumbest description of a role-playing game I've ever heard. I but okay, I did want to yeah 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 okay, I did want to comment on that please, <laughs> specifically. Please, please continue. Yes, uh, so uh, you're you're already again alienating this of saying, oh, you're one of those people, aren't you? You think. That this is an argument, right? That this has a role, so it's a role-playing game. It's like, okay, so... You want to know why we use words the way that we use them and they have shared meanings? Um, <laughs> mm. be because it makes it easier for us to understand what we're talking about. Um, and I think the easiest way for us to say what a role-playing game would be is a game in which you play a role. Um... <laughs> Because that's part of the name, the naming convention. Um, and also, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna, like, ugh, how, how could this be a stupid argument when it is, in essence, correct? Like, I, I don't, nothing about, like, and this isn't a definitive argument, it is an argument. But it is, again, a correct one. You would have to somehow prove to me that me using this argument just in general for... Like, because you're, you're kind of throwing shade on the entirety of it. Not just for Skyrim, but just in general of using it as an argument. Because just because it's something that anyone can say and anyone can prove in that kind of sense doesn't mean that it's a bad one in general. I think that it's fine to say this role-playing game is a game in which you play a role any time because it is true regardless of what the role is it might be a self-made role it might be a role in which the story tells you you are this role right it it, it is in general true regardless so i don't what what are we doing why are you saying it's stupid why so if you, yeah please go on uh in defense of the guy, uh, what channel is this? Oh, sorry, I never said, did I? Uh, the Cantina. In defense of the Cantina. Um. The, the argument of, um, a role-playing game is a game where you play a role, like, being stupid. I actually find myself agreeing with him. Why? Okay. Alejo, would you consider Halo an RPG? No. Okay, why not? You're playing the role of Master Chief. Um, because it is a like it is a character driven first person shooter in which um you don't have I uh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I guess role in this case would refer to because you don't say that for any other game because you're not able to 
change that character's um uh i guess impact um meaningfully mm, i suppose it's, it's, it, i'm lost in the sauce of what you mean like with, with um so with most rpgs your choices are very much um you are able to do your choices however you want to do them with something like and even with the the more linear games you still have your um the abilities that you can um choose to upgrade and all that kind of stuff but with something like Halo you have a fixed um course that you have to uh that you will adhere to regardless of whether or not you um kind of take two different paths i suppose um cuz like uh let's let's say um what's the mission uh there's a mission in Halo i don't remember the names of any of the missions cuz i again i've only played through it like once fully yeah. um but it's the one where you kind of have to go around to th like three different areas to save some marines so that you can then move on to the, whatever the final in, area in, is. In in Halo Reach? No, in Halo 1. Uh oh, oh, when you first arrive on the Halo Reach. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the name of that mission. I don't either. But regardless, I'm, um I'm very unconfident with combat evolved mission names. I understand. Um so you can do those three in any order. But they all lead to the exact same result. Um, and Chief will always have the exact same um, lines of dialogue and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, your role, I suppose, in that is always going to be the same. Now, I guess that's it's not a great it's not a great point because that can also happen in an RPG specifically. But I guess it also yeah, there's a lot more to it, I suppose. So just saying that um, that you are playing a role isn't a great argument, but I think the colloquialism of um, the knowledge of RPGs in general and what they entail makes it so that the, the saying that means something more than just you are the role of Master Chief, you know? Um... And if you were to say this to somebody who has never played an RPG and has no knowledge of it, it wouldn't make any sense, um, of course. But that's kind of not the target demographic, I suppose, because we're already kind of talking about these kinds of people who are using this yeah. argument. Um, and if 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 I am to understand the argument you are making correctly, Alejo, um. You are saying that a, a role-playing game is a game that places the onus of, like, the finer points of the campaign's progression, uh, whether success or failure in a mission or NPCs live or die. It puts that onus on the player. Yeah. And the, the, the player needs to pick, and based on the play's, player's choices, the story progresses. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I think that's kind of an inherent understanding when you make that argument. Um, because, like you said, if if somebody were to say, well, you play the role as ma of Master Chief in response, it's like, well, okay, yes, but that's not what we're talking about, and I think you know that, you know? I have always just heard 
a role-playing game. Admittedly, this may be colloquial. Sure. But if we are departing from the definition that you are giving role-playing mm. game to one that is more commonly used, a like a role-playing game, quote-unquote, like in general, just means, uh, as a lot of people uh, use it, mm. a game where you play a character that is either defined, i.e. chief, um, granted, they don't use RPGs to describe Halo. No. People don't think about the words they use. Um, either, like, whether it means, like, a defined character, like you, John Halo, or an undefined character, like an EDF soldier. Um, I think the more colloquial term, at least in my understanding, is that an RPG is... Um, known as something in which you level in some some respect um, that character, and you can shape that character in that way, whether it be traits or whether it well, be, you know, um, equipment, well, well, all that kind well, of stuff. Well, now we're moving away from, like, yes, an RPG has that, we agree, but, yes. like, um, that is an argument that hinges based off of a core aspect of RPGs that is distinctly different from the role. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm unfortunately, I've been looking through my Steam library for mm -hmm. games that would be seen as either examples or counterexamples. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm quickly realizing I just play a shit ton of RPGs. Yeah, me too. Um... Yeah, I guess I guess if we want to refine it more, like if we want to come because we have that understanding of what an RPG has in it, um, and I guess yeah, but I guess dismissing it entirely isn't useful, right? Um, necessarily because, or I guess we have to. Define what we mean when we're talking about a role in reference to an RPG, rather than in reference to something like Halo, right? A first-person shooter, and yeah. like it just to me, it seems so so um, obvious what you mean when you say I'm playing a role when you have reference to that RPG, rather than if you were to say I'm playing a role when you say uh, when you're talking about Halo, right? Like, they mean two different things, and that seems very obvious to me, um, which might be the problem. Uh, I might have that bias. So, you know, I I don't know why he picked his Skyrim not not RPG. He could pick a game that there's actual debates over. Dishonored. Dishonored is debated? Yeah, apparently. That seems like an RPG to I me. Thought it's pretty clearly an RPG. However, like it does have certain weird caveats. It does because, like, uh, literally there are three total. Wait, hold on. Does this mean Shaq? No, no. Actually, dumpster the whole conversation we've been talking about till now. Okay. I don't care about it anymore. Oh, great! Is Shat is Shadow the Hedgehog an RPG? The GameCube game. Uh, the GameCube, PlayStation, and I think it was also on... Because I have it on PlayStation 2. 
Um, uh, no. It's character-driven. Yeah, but you don't do any based necessarily on, leveling. Ba based on choices you make. Yeah, but I don't think that that's... Like, I think the leveling aspect is a big part of RPGs in general. Leveling in some respects, right? Not, like, uh, I guess uh, enhancing is a better word, because... Armor is also a way to level, quote-unquote, when you get better armor sets, like in Destiny, right? Um, so, so, wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. Would you... We're, we're back on to this because I saw a comment. I Sorry, no, I'm being ADHD as fuck. I need to settle down. Please continue. Oh, no, that was my, my point, is I think that, that that's, that is a core part of what an RPG is um, to differentiate like Shadow the Hedgehog from uh, <laughs> Divinity, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure we can we can really so, put a divide so there. How much leeway would you be willing to give uh, a publisher mm -hmm. from breaking out of so, a genre mm -hmm. while still being called part of that genre? So here's my problem. Uh, genres kind of suck. Um, yeah. So. I think genres are, are good for broad strokes. And if you start to whittle down into specifics, you can make them fit into one or the other. But I think that there is a problem when we just use the genre in general and we don't just talk about the game, right? It's the same way with, like, movies as well. Um, like, they all... Like, you can fit something into a bunch of different categories, but... What it's remembered for is the main component, I suppose, is, is how it works for every, like, genre-based thing. Um, so, I suppose, if we're going to, if I'm going to give the leeway, um, if Shadow the Hedgehog had, mm -hmm. <laughs> had a leveling system of some sort, I would then allow it to be an RPG. Okay, so Sonic 06 is an RPG, then. Uh... Does it have a leveling leveling system? I don't remember. I don't mm -hmm. think so. Oh wait. Uh no, you can spend rings on abilities like uh like like spending red orbs in DMC. Then yeah. Okay. Sonic 06 is an RPG. Yeah, it's it's fucking horrible, but yeah, it is. Okay. Or well, so this is the thing. No, when do you it, say that it, something it, has but... RPG elements? Because that's another term that happens all the time. Something yeah, is yeah. something with RPG elements, right? All right, careful, careful now. Saying R if you say RPG elements too loud, people will come by and is the India souls like? No, I know, I get that, <laughs> I get that. Well, this is the problem, right? This is the problem with the genres, like the labels that we that we have made. Unfortunately, I, like I. I will totally allow a combat muster that's a dodge roll, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. That that makes sense. Um, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think, um, I, I think it's just, it really, it, it's one of those things of how, how are things defined? Like, we can set these kind of, um, guidelines, I suppose, but something has to be majority one thing if you want it to fit in a certain category. Where um, Sonic 06, if we're going to continue with this this uh, example, um, mm -hmm. the majority of it is not to level that character, right? It has the RPG element, but that is not the focus. 
it is an action adventure game i would say um, so, so or adventure game specifically uh, i think so if you mentioned the focus sorry i'm like thinking questions i'm like at three questions now i'm i, have. I understand um if focus and uh i.e what the player focuses on i.e what the player remembers it for mm, is Im- important no. to the well I because say, you i wouldn't say that well, because you mentioned in I didn't your whole player. what what is a genre argument, I understand. you said what the audience remembers it for. No, I said what the focus is. I didn't say anything about an audience. I'm I just could, talking about I, the game specifically and what it does. I could have. No, never I, said audience. The words I remember. Rem- I don't know if you said audience, but I do know you said the word. I said what it was. Re- what it remembered is. for. Uh. I guess no. I I don't know if I said remembered either. But regardless, my my position is what the game is focused on, like what it is um, known for. That's the word that I used, I think. Okay. Um, because like the the focus of the game, like its design, is kind of where you put it in each of these kind of categories, right? Which is why first person shooter exists as a category. Um, the the focus is it is first person you shoot a lot um and then you can put more tags onto it like bullet hell right you can put variations on it um to to give it more of a refined um tag quote unquote um before before you move on yeah. too far Leho, because you're you're kind of steamrolling everything into one sentence i apologize um when you talk about what uh and so I'm sorry if I'm like hyperfixing on this, but I ultimately want to see you improve y- your argument. Um, oh, when you talk about known for, mm-hmm. uh, that implies that genre is defined by the audience. So an example being, say, a game comes out. Uh, it's called Dishonored. It's got fantastic uh, RPG mechanics, mm-hmm. but the focus is uh, like. Or uh, say say Don't. even the folk, yeah. Dishonored two is a bad example. Um, say it's got fantastic stealth mechanics and that's the focus, mm-hmm. but it introduces a few RPG mechanics that utterly change how the genre of RPGs are made, and everyone freaks out and goes, "Oh my god, the RPG mechanics in Dishonored two which ultimately wants to define itself as a stealth game. Mm. But if people remember it for its RPG elements, mm. then that means that the genre of what game it got lumped in as mm. is ultimately defined by audience instead of, um, like, made, yeah, made by the developers. Understood. Yeah. Then poor choice of words on my part. It's not what I intended. Okay. And although, you know, the argument... Because games kind of do get lumped in by yeah. what they are remembered as. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why I used it, because that's that seems to be what it is. Yeah, but yeah, no, like, it, it, it super is, but, like, yeah. It's the, it's the problem with genres, right? Like, how yeah. do we define these things so that we can colloquially have these terms, so that we can say, oh, what do you feel like today? Oh, I feel like an action game. Or I feel like a you know a first person first exactly. person shooter right like it's it's to make it simpler 
And it's hard is, to then... It, it, is Dota a MOBA or a slice of life? Who knows? Well, uh, that's... <laughs> we put some extremes. I think we can figure it out. Yeah. I, I think we can figure it out. I, I, know, I know it's a rom-com dating sim. I played Dota. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, um, yeah. So, it's... Um, I guess the if we want to go from um a standpoint that we can just have a a metric for we have to go by design as well as um like the elements inside of it right um so how how does the game like play what are the um mechanics that you have like to to do these um objectives whatever they are um how prominent are they um what are the the effects of this like kind of thing that way we can find out which one is the most um mechanically prominent i suppose uh so that we can then say okay this is like very focused on being this this is the genre that we put it in it just has these additional things right um and that's the easiest way at least in my brain to um classify a bunch of games and that's what we've done with like like steam has all those tags and that's why it it does that so that you can put a bunch of tags to um say what's what the elements are inside of it um, yeah but uh, we're not this... necessarily going to agree on the main one uh unless it is very obvious all right, so now that brings me to bring up uh question number two for me sure um lux mentioned uh in the the chat and honestly it was a fantastic so like i mentioned scrolling through looking for video games mm -hmm. uh lux thought of the perfect video game to mention is zelda an rpg hmm. because on paper it has nothing i know i don't think so i wouldn't i wouldn't classify it as such I would classify it as an adventure game um, with elements um, because there are ways to upgrade stats like stamina and hearts yes. and all that. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that it is at its core um, an adventure game because you do more exploration as well as puzzle solving. Um, also, like... Combat. There like, is a definite leveling system in Tears of the Kingdom. That's how... Yeah, um, I think it is it is an RPG, I think. Yeah. So. And that's why it's so um, so much more different. And, and Yeah, it, 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 it is an it, exploration uh, adventure... Or um, adventure exploration game with RPG elements, which is yeah. technically also exactly how I would describe... Um, uh, God of War, like the new God of Wars. That's fair. Yeah, it's like the, it's the same as like Dark Siders was because it was a clone and yeah. Like, like yeah. The, don't get me wrong, there is air juggling and there is style to be had, but like it's really an adventure exploration game. I've not played them and I've not looked into them too much, but I know at least a little bit, and I yeah, I, I would say so. I I've watched about halfway through on both games before I fell off. Sure. I I want to play them like all myself because i'm a weirdo that needs to start from the beginning of something before i can get to the end so yeah i'm i don't know 
Um, most of the time. Sometimes I can. Um, but uh, his adventure of Link in RPG is that Zelda Two? Yes. Yeah, it's an RPG. You I'm actually do upgrade. I think. Wait. Yeah, yeah, because you get experience, quote unquote, to then upgrade um certain parts of yourself. Yes. Yeah, I I think that it would qualify as an RPG. Um. Yeah. And the, the again, we have a lot of crossover between a lot of genres because of elements, right? Because you could say, oh, Skyrim is also action adventure, which yes, it also is that. But again, the core that you have to that you are, um very much um engaging with a lot of the time is the rpg system where you can level up a bunch of things use a bunch of different equipment you know that has its own different stats that makes you stronger all that kind of stuff so anyway you had a third question yeah, yeah uh yeah, i had a third question but dude it got so buried it's lost now oh i'm sorry um however i do want to make a quick note of when you said specifically the word skyrim uh, I was in the process of, like, I had an image of me play in my mind where I said, do you guys remember when we were talking about Skyrim? And then, <laughs> that, like, that's the moment. Like, we said Skyrim in sync. <laughs> yeah, I try to bring it back around. <laughs> um, oh, a uh, bunch of things in the chat. Uh, I guess I finally stopped getting slideshows because I blocked every website I opened that gave me a slideshow. Nice. Uh, is he going to say Super Mario RPG isn't an RPG? Uh, I doubt it. Maybe you won't. I guess if he defines it as basically a game of stats, that wouldn't be the implication. Yeah, we don't know what his, what his argument side of it is, I suppose, yet. Um... JRPGs do have you on... Yes, yeah, that's why my, my point wasn't great, um, when I was trying to make it before. Um... With video games, I'm pretty sure the stat system is what gets it classified as an RPG. Yeah. Um, I guess you could argue that Skyrim is an action game with RPG elements. You could say that about Mass Effect 2. Uh, I would say the opposite way around. Um, RPGs with um, action and adventure like in them as well. Um, do you know so, what... Sorry. sorry. Um, I just want to say sorry. certain... Yes. Certain, oh, yeah, go ahead. certain genres have more relevance or more precedence than others when it comes to these tags as well like if you have um like first person shooter is more relevant than stealth games for payday because it is like you can always just uh, like default back to shooting everything if you want to but it is very much it has a lot of stealth elements very good stealth elements and um and but is that what it's known for uh the stealth aspect or the yeah. first person shooter aspect oh i don't know I, I i'm just being disingenuous ah um so uh sorry i i'm sorry i took you at uh, actually having a genuine question no. god damn no, <laughs> sorry i'm just getting over the sting of getting sandbagged it's fine Okay, um, <laughs> unintentionally, because I don't think about things. Um, anyway, uh, buh, 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 buh. maybe a better debate is whether Zelda, right, uh, I forgot Skyrim was an RPG, to be honest, that's fair. I know it's one, but my mind goes to adventure game, that's fair. Um, but RPGs are adventure games most of the time, right? Yeah, a lot of the time they have the same elements, yeah. 
Um, Adventure is one of those ones that's, like, really weird and nebulous a lot of the time. Like, you can call a lot of things an adventure game, because a lot of things have that uh, adventure aspect. And they, there's a lot of things that have shared aspects, like that one that's called an adventure game can be seen in other ones that has a more prominent um, tag. Um, is Mayo an RPG? Oh, God, yeah. Um, what's Warcraft 3? Uh, RTS. Right? I do not know either Warcraft sure. 3 or Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is a character action game, I think. Uh, uh, it has a lot of other elements, but you control the one guy and he does, like, a bunch of crazy shit. I don't know. It's been... I or I haven't played any Dynasty Warriors myself, so but from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've looked at it either. Um, I don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, Alejo. Hello. Now that we've gone through that, uh, so this is in no way RPG. My mind just randomly found of this because I was thinking of game design. Welcome to the show. Go on. The video game design. Mm-hmm. Um, what if? there were like a shooter okay that grades you on your performance and based upon your stats like time to kill uh headshot like percentage uh overall shots on target what like a, a whole litany of variables mm-hmm. it gauges how competent you are and then by like mission 3 onward it starts like throwing enemies that are tailor made to either fuck with you, yeah, or are just harder. Yeah, an adaptive uh, first person shooter. Yeah, yeah, that would be super cool. Because I I was talking to a coworker a couple nights ago. Uh, mm-hmm. He's playing through, um, uh, it's some Tom Clancy game. Um, oh okay. F- fucking, I'll speak while I'm scrolling. Sure. Um. And he mentioned that uh, the uh, enemies will adapt to, like, certain resources he uses more often. Ghost Recon. Yeah, Ghost Recon. Which one? Um, many. Just said, I forgot how pretty Ghost Recon can be and sent me a screenshot. Cool. I can I can send you the screenshot I, if it no, will that help. that won't help me. <laughs> okay. I doubt um, it would help me. Because, like, these ghosts, like, I have Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, oh, so. uh, Breakpoint. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just said it was really, like, uh, unforgiving. Um, yeah. With, like, a few of the more technical aspects. Um, cool. That's cool. But he mentioned right. that, like, if you use certain, uh, like, resources more often, then, like, enemies may have certain things that counter that more often. Huh. Yeah, because like um in Ghost Recon Wildlands, um it's uh you you have to you can take out enemies in certain ways and like they when they notice things they like start uh Fortunately they like auto see you if they get the alarm raised, which sucks. Um and but you can like hide from them and all that kind of stuff. They can lose you. But there's a little bit of a, a skill thing with that, but it's not to that extent, which is that sounds really cool. Um 
Is horseradish an RPG? Yes, it makes my nose hurt. Uh, uh LA, how I remember my third question. Oh, go. No, it's not related to horseradish. Damn. Um, is Bioshock an RPG? So, yes. But Bioshock is considered an RPG. However, it does not have a leveling system. Yeah, I know. It 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 has a strict like mission one, mission two, mission yeah. three. It's not choice based. Mm-hmm. Well, no, there so are some choices. I I would like to posit mm-hmm. to you uh, an alternative uh, uh, genre. It should be in. Um, Bioshock is a character action game with RPG elements. Why would you say character action game? Because of the, like the plasmids and stuff. You you're shooting enemies. You're using magic. From my understanding, character action is very specific with combos. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. don't. Th- I wouldn't say that myself. Um, well, com- combos well, are it, very, that, very, that, very important. It's sort of like the alignment chart for like the genres. Like the mecha is like it must be like mm-hmm. bipedal purist versus like not bipedal no, at I get all. That. Well, this is why I'm saying like I don't know. Even even looking at it that way, even with like additional tags and such, right? Um, I wouldn't. I would. I would just say it's an action adventure game rather than a character action game um with rpg elements ish like i i think character action is so much more specific um yeah so like i I wouldn't use that myself yeah no when i think of um character action as well i think specifically of air juggles yeah exactly that's exactly where i was thinking too yeah (laughs) dmc uh i think dante's inferno did it too uh yeah, DMC's done it. Um oh what's what's that game where you punch vampires? It's a western. Recently uh, came West? out. Evil West I still haven't had played it a yet. bunch of it. air juggle options. Yeah. Uh Final Fantasy Six the air juggle options have never been stronger than in FS. <laughs> so Clive makes Dante look like a little bitch. You can fight me on that. Cool. Um yeah. Bayonetta. Uh, yep, Bayonetta. I I need to finish that. I started that and it's really fun. Um Man, I I love character action games. They're really fun. They're really cool. I wish there were more of them. Oh, I need to finish Rising. Metal Gear Rising. Fuck me. That's a character action game. Ah. Uh, there are combos and stuff in that. And you can juggle. Yeah. There's also no, a rating system. It it's yeah, no, it it, it it's is. A I, game, I, I, I'm used to thinking of it as an action adventure game because it's more hack and slash. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah but there no, are combos no, and like the, inputs. No, no and, I'm I'm yeah. reviewing. Yeah. Are there inputs in that yeah, game? I think there are. Oh, yeah. oh fuck, really? I think so. I think you That's... do need to do them for specific moves. I think it's been That's it's been a long time since I've played it. To be fair, so I might be misremembering it's... a couple of things. It's a character action game with that has weirdly enough QTEs. Yes, very strange. <laughs> it's kind of kind of genre breaking in and of itself. It is. It's fucking great though. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, buh, 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 buh. 
you level up in Dynasty Warriors, and that's actually pretty important. It's kind of like Dota slash LOL with different control scheme. Uh, so it's a third-person RTS? Third-person character action with RTS? Is that what... I, I don't know. I don't know how I would define it, because, again, I would need to look at it and, like, really it, pay it, attention it, to it. it. Yeah, I, um, I would have to watch gameplay. Not, like... Not like watch gameplay for like three minutes. Like right. no, I would have it. to watch gameplay for a few hours. Yeah, I would need to take my time. Uh, sorry, the memes are taking over my brain. You're good. Uh, Dota actually has inspirational roots in Dynasty Warriors. Oh, cool. Um, I call Bioshock a story-based first-person shooter. Am I? Um, am I close? Yeah, you can call it that. It's fine. Well, um, it doesn't really like. You, you have plasmids selected that you can freely change out at yeah. any point in time, and like the wow. closest analog I would oh it's, give um, it's for, um, for those is a grenade system in most FPS. No, it's um immersive sim. That's what the the genre is for Bioshock. Immersive sim. That's yeah. Bioshock and System Shock and and um all and uh, Prey. That's immersive sims. That's what yeah. they are. Yeah, I forgot that word existed. Yeah, God, that's why I, I was. Yeah, fucking love Prey. I need to finish Prey. It's so fucking good, but I just I stopped at one point just because I was like, I just don't want to deal with this right now, and then I kept going with something else. Prey is good enough. Like, I mean, the gameplay style of like Dishonored and Prey, yeah. I love. Um, uh, I would call Dishonored an immersive sim, actually. That's yeah, no, that's I the genre that I would put it in. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely would. With RPG elements, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, with, well, immersive with, sim with, is like the, it's implied. Yeah, immersive sim is also Sorry. kind of stealth gamey. Yes, it can uh, be. by by default usually. Like you, you can go guns out, but you got to build for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, what was I Prey, going? really good. Yeah, no, I... Fuck, man. I love no. Prey. So, it, it was good enough that, like, my first uh, playthrough probably took, like, three and a half weeks because I scraped that game. That's fair. And then once I saw the ending cutscene and learned something about my character... I immediately went through and did a second uh, playthrough, and then like a third yeah. of a third playthrough. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, cause my... I know there's like three different paths you can kind of take, which I want to do. Um, yeah, my my, cool. my sec my second playthrough I think took like three days. Nice. Um. Now that we're on character action, Trials of Mana has entered the chat. I don't know Trials of Mana. I do not know it either. Uh, are Wagon Trail Games RPGs? Uh, those are simulators, I think. Um, like Oregon Trail and all that. Um, I think there's they're simulators. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, anyway, let's get back to this. We've <laughs> that was fun. I liked that. That was really fun. No, no, no. It, it it's useful because it helps to define give, give our standard yeah 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 exactly yeah no the, I, the, I agree. this was all related to the video and we <laughs> went on this uh tangent because we're good podcasters i'll never make that claim <laughs> i will in fact I'll, deny I'll, that I'll, I'll i will make that claim okay. but uh, ba bear in mind 
may yeah. want to take that with a grain of salt. I do have infant leukemia. Yeah, that's right. The infant leukemia does spike and, up occasionally. In, 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 uh, infant leukemists are uh, known liars. <laughs> Tales of series. <laughs> Tales of are uh, RPGs with and character like they have well it depends on which one because there's different genres in each because some of them are straight rpgs and some of them do have that character action stuff <laughs> I, i'm still He's losing dying. it over the fact that i used leukemist as a pronoun uh, yeah fucking... bear in mind i don't know what that refers to all right let's keep going been only a minute in this video here we go I will humor you for a moment. Let's say that is the definition of an RPG. In this scenario, Skyrim would still not be a role-playing game. Because Skyrim is specifically designed for you to have no role. You can- You're a dragon. You're the dragon The role is the dragon Yeah, you are the hero of the piece. Role doesn't mean playstyle, okay? No, it doesn't at all. Playstyle determines your, like, the way that you get through the game. Yeah. Role is different entirely. Role-playing game means it's a game that you play, like, a, a set role. Sure. The, your, your method of how you accomplish that role doesn't matter. You, no. you can use, you can do it slinging spells, you can stealth archer, whatever. Yeah, but exactly. at the end of the day, you are still playing the role the of the Dragonborn. Yeah. That's, nev that's never going to change. That's Unless you do not. Mods. That's not even up for debate. No, not at all. So you're wrong. Okay. And this is the entertaining the 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 stupid point. So you've made a bad argument against a stupid argument. So what does that make yours? Hmm. Do bad. and be what? Bad and stupid. Bad and stupid. Bad, bad but smart. Oh, well, like, Bart. <laughs> Bart. It's a Bart argument. Uh, oh, what about Survivor Game for Wagon Trails? Sorry for my spelling. You're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Simulator is, is the predominant thing because it, it simulates the Oregon Trail or all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I think Simulator is predominant. Uh, bear in mind. Horrible pun brain. Oh, I got you. Bear in mind. Gotcha. Gotcha. Whatever you want at any moment. You aren't restricted to any class or any role in particular. But even if you did decide to limit yourself to being just a thief or just a mage, Skyrim wouldn't care. Because you can still complete the Thieves Guild and become the Guild Master without ever being good at thievery. Even if you fail the initiation test, they still want you to join up. Even though you fouled up the job, I still think you've got the spark I'm looking for. But in an RPG, that doesn't happen. Your skill matters to the game, and if you want to be in the Thieves' Guild, you have to put some effort into being a thief. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, here you are. So, you can, like, still do these things without having the, the necessary skill. Um, a lot of the time, if you do some, uh, some little tricksy stuff with how the game works, like moving objects and all that kind of stuff with, uh, if we're looking at um, Morrowind, there's some jank that you can pull, okay? Um, I've seen it. It's how people speedrun that shit. Um, yeah. Like... It, and Oblivion in particular, you yeah. have to put in some effort into being a thief or an assassin. Like, no, not really. So, well, this is the other you, thing. You can walk up to an NPC and kill them in broad daylight, but so long as they have the death flag, 
Yeah. Like you will progress the quest. Yeah. And like here's the other thing. If you if you want to in Skyrim, you still can work to do this because it makes it easier. You work to pickpocket or you work to have stealth up whatever you want. It still allows you to work on the skills. So like and it doesn't and the requirement of those skills being a certain level is not for any of these previous examples. I, I, I will say, actually, in defense of uh, uh, the the cabana, was it? Yes, uh, the can- cantina. Cantina, cantina rather. Yes. Um, in defense of the cantina, mm-hmm. something to bear in mind, Alejo, yeah. is that Skyrim removed a lot of RPG uh, mechanics yep. that were present in the game. Up until um, uh, Skyrim. Uh, so an example I will give you is um, pickpocketing. Yeah. In uh, in Oblivion, every single item that you pickpocket, a die is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in uh, Skyrim, they totally do away with that, where the number of points that you have into a skill. Uh, will determine like the maximum amount of weight you can pickpocket from someone. Yeah. Uh, is determined by weight, which is stupid because it makes it this easy to steal people's house keys. Yeah. But that's a side point. Um, your uh your number in that skill will go through a multiplier to get the maximum amount of stealable weight that you yes. can take. Um, so that really is getting rid of the dice rolly aspects to the game. Um, so isn't it also though, um, so couldn't you also make the argument for at least for Skyrim's that they have done away with a, a different system and replaced it with a different. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it is not an RPG element. It is just a different element of an rpg like they like not every rpg does pickpocketing the same right so i i think that it's still regardless for that one specifically regardless of how it was before this is how it works now i'm also thinking that you could also make the argument of different editions of DD have different ways that you Mm -hmm. determine stats yeah um and the fact that um even though D simplifies it or sorry even though D 5e simplifies it it doesn't make 5e less of an rpg yes than 3.5 exactly so i dude uh cantina or yeah yeah cantina um cantina i'm sorry but like I wavered for a moment and considered <laughs> defending you on this point, and it, it was like the dark, the uh, darkest dungeon. Like so and so's resolve is tested, and then then I came out with, but five E is much of an RPG, even though it's yes. simpler. And and now I'm back on RPG purist. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like the the argument would be like bad to make if you just said oh it doesn't work the same as it used to basically and it's like 
okay. But it, but it is a part of it, and it still relies on a skill that you are able to up in this leveling system. So, like, if we're going to go by very basic terms, the leveling system is still there, so... And the way that it works is tied to it, so it's still an RPG by that definition, at least. Um, so, like, great, <laughs> you've you've done it again. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if being bad at something means you're not fulfilling the role, then I'm no longer considered a living thing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, your role you're playing could just be the world's best worst thief. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like your dragonborn could not engage. Like you could not engage with the thieves quest at all. That's the other thing. Um, so like you could just never get those skills up as well. And that's your choice. And that's, I think a big part of an RPG in that uh, kind of aspect. Also the fact that he mentions like, Oh, the 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 game allows you to do this even if you fail this quest. Yeah, that's just an indicate. Not necessarily that Skyrim's not an RPG. No, it's more so an indicator that the game is just bad. Yeah, it's it's more of just a design flaw. It doesn't lock you out of anything. It doesn't make you specialize into anything. If you want to enter into a a guild of some sort, um, it just says, "Oh no, you can just do this." It, which it's the kitchen sink RPG. That's what yeah, it is. No, so I was I was thinking of it as yeah, it's the kitchen sink RPG of you can have absolutely everything yeah. on your one character. Yeah. And I I'm really thinking of that must be that's so bad for replayability. Yeah, it is. It it, it that's, that's like Skyrim was the RPG that made RPGs popular for people that didn't play RPGs. Because you were able to do everything you wanted to do and nothing was limited at all, really. Um, yeah. Unless you kill it's, somebody by accident who's part of a quest line. Which you could do. You, you, you know, you know <laughs> Alejo, uh, why don't you walk me through what D&D 5e did for the TTRPG community? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. It's it's exactly the same, but again, it doesn't make it any less of an RPG, like you said. Exactly like you said. Um, the cabana was in Wind Waker. Yeah, we also have our own cabana thing that we talk about on occasion. Yeah. Dude, I I I will I will never stop. No, yeah. Never. I still have I still have my Mario Party Four disc, and I always want to play on that that map. Great. By the way, actually, I was yeah. thinking about this as I was uh, headed home today from work, mm. and uh, I I really want to reiterate how happy I am that we're still going, like, however many years and months in we are, mm. uh, because I fully, when you asked me that, I thought it was your hyperfixation for the month. Uh, and then at the end of it, it would, like, fall apart for X number of reasons across X number of people. Um, so I said yes, uh, and I was like, you know what? This sounds really fun. I'll stick around for as long as it keeps going on. Uh, shame it'll only probably happen consistently for a month or two, but, like, this sounds really fun. And here I am, and, like, 
X years and months later, and uh, I'm really happy I'm still here. Oh, <laughs> that was nice. I'm glad you're still here, too. I'm glad we're still doing this. So <laughs> I I almost wasn't still here, but in a That's different... That's true! <laughs> that is true! That was a scary time! Uh, don't, don't, don't worry about uh, that. that. Yeah, no. That was, that was my anime... That was my anime time skip art. Except it, like, <laughs> it went in reverse, where the world kept going on, and... <laughs> I was I, I had you to were catch left behind for a little while. Yeah. I, God gave me that one time. He's like, "Hey, Aiden, dude, like, I feel bad for you. I, I'll give you a, a time skip. Um, uh, how do you want it to go?" And I got I got it horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair worry that you had for a bit. Um, or. Or did I just enter the hyperbolic time? Mm. The world will never know. You'll never know. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Is D and D Max e even possible? Someone still might not like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody won't like it. There's nothing that will please everyone. Um. But is uh, is it even possible? Yeah. It's possible to get every good as or best aspect out of each D and D game if we really tried um Alejo, yeah actually if you would like to catch up on comments uh i, I can run and go more. grab my laundry fuck yeah go for it if you want to <laughs> uh i'm also glad you're still going on thank you um Aiden, you didn't need to almost die for the podcast that was a bit much i know he's such a drama queen dude i know fucking this guy over here just has to get in a car accident. Almost died. Just so that our podcast can keep going on. Fuck. I mean, I know I made the contract and everything, but come on, dude. <laughs> Didn't have to take that option. I know I made it a little vague, but fuck me. Do something. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Yeah, I actually, I'm going to wait until he comes back, because I, I think we both need to be here for all of this, because this one, this one seems like a good one to just, like, dissect, because it just seems, it just seems, I don't know, man, we're, we're only a minute and 45 into the six minute and 25 second video, and I'm just, I'm not there, you know, we're at the, we're at the, the thesis so far has not been supported by much more than responding to a bad quote unquote argument um which i don't uh, you know just go for the strong ones like the the easier small ones that don't matter i don't feel like those ones need to be addressed right but it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to make your argument when you have only good ones that you can uh that you can respond to, and you don't have a good one in return. Aiden, I went into the time hole for the podcast. Take that, all other podcasts. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, the other thing that is in reference to him saying, like, might have been my hyperfixation for a couple of months is i mean it could have been but this one was one that actually felt like important to keep going like from the beginning this was something that i wanted to do 
And I just kind of kept fucking telling these dudes, hey, next week. Hey, let's do it next week, you know? Plus, like, the super lax thing also helps. Plus, it's something that I can, I don't know, can, in a way. Um, a lot of the time. <laughs> How's your house going, Alejo? Uh, I, it's fine. Um, I still have some boxes and stuff that I need to unpack, and tomorrow I'm getting rid of a bunch of old furniture and stuff that I don't need, and that is just taking up space in my, um, in my shed. Um, and we're gonna do a yard sale this coming weekend, so get rid of that, and giving all the money to my sister so she can be okay for, like, college and stuff, because she's doing her thing. Um, just a little bit more of a bump, because it's not going to be a lot, but it's still, like, you know, every bit helps. Ugh. Ow. Super Mario RPG was what made me aware that RPGs existed, though I thought... It was a new concept at first after I played that. Also, I thought it stood for rocket-propelled grenade for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. What was my first RPG? Like, they were using RPG to mean extreme, basically. My first RPG, actually, now that I think about it, is, um, is, is the, uh, is... Oh, are the Fire Emblem games considered RPGs? I didn't play that first, but I want to know if that, like, those types of games are considered RPGs. Because if those are, because I think, I think they are. Let me check. Really quick. Um. I'll just go by Wikipedia. Turn-based strategy. Okay. Strategy RPG, yeah, SRPG. Okay, I understand. Strategy game. Okay, more of a strategy game, but it does say fantasy tactical role playing game franchise. So I guess slightly RPG if you want to just go for it. Um, by that. Then what was my first RPG like? Pure. Oh goodness, because my my first SRPG, um, is is uh, Shining Force. If anybody knows Shining Force, it's one it's my one of my favorites, honestly. One of my favorite games. Probably because of nostalgia a lot of the time, but I also think it's pretty solid. Um Shining Force was it's basically Fire Emblem, but it was on the um it was on the Sega um was it the Master System or was it the I don't remember. But um I played it on the Dreamcast. Because it was part of a Sega Smash Pack, if anybody remembers those. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was super fun, and it's super good, and I liked it a lot. Um, my favorite character in that was the Wolfman. What was his name? Hold on. I, I, I don't remember. What, uh, I think it was... No, it wasn't Fang. Uh, Shining Force. Xylo! That was his name. Xylo was my favorite character from Shining Force. He was fucking cool. He starts off looking sick, and then he gets uh, his upgraded armor, which is really cool. Man. Ugh. Shining Force was great. 
I gotta play that again. I've been meaning to just play it again just because it's fun and I like it a lot. No joke, you guys are my favorite podcast. I'm so glad Boo said something on his channel about this. Thank you. Yeah, I am too. I almost played Shining Force once. Dude, Shining Force is great. You should play it. Shining Force, Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. Uh, Shining Force, The Legacy of Great Intention. That was the one that I played. On the Genesis, that's right. Resurrection of Dark Dragon was the Game Boy Advance and Wii U copy. Okay, I see. Was that just a... Um, release? Yes, it is. Man. Yeah. Play as Max. I always named him Axel when I was younger. I don't know why. One of my friends was like, Axel's a cool name. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Luke. His name is Luke. Why's he got a G? Huh. He's 64 years old? No I way. Return. Hello. Welcome back. Sorry, I was reminiscing about Shining Force. Yeah, I only gave you time to finish all of those two comments because I also ran and grabbed another bowl full of dinner before oh. I returned. That's why. That's fair. <laughs> Shining Force sounds like a fighting game power-up. That's fair, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's keep going. And that's what's important in an RPG. It's not just about saying you are something, it's about that something having an effect on the game. What? I, I'll just give it to him. I guess so. I just, I don't want to know what he means, but he won't further because this is the next part, so yeah. The next big element of an RPG is the story. Now, if you aren't aware, oh? most games have a story. I know, it's a shock. But what makes yeah. an RPG unique is how the story is utilized. In a role-playing game, the story responds to you and your choices to make it feel uniquely your own. A pretty good example of this is yeah. the Oblivion Quest Siren's Deception. A group- Skyrim does this. I'm sorry, it does. You, like, in yeah. little ways and in big ways because of the fucking war? That sucks, don't get me wrong, it's not well implemented, but you can resolve that one way or the other, it is a big part of it, you know? Like, ev everything you do to proceed through the main, like, quest is to uh, beat fucking Alduin, and, and everything that you do is, is uh, it responds to you that way, like, the fucking dragons start flying around because of what you do, and then... You get the fucking, uh, what the dragon ren thing so that you can get him down there, and then you have to go to Sovngarde so that you can go kill him again and all that shit. And, like, and some characters that you've met along the way are also in Sovngarde. Um, so, I. All the side quests and stuff, uh, that have their own little stories, they sometimes have uh, an effect. Um, what, what is. Oh, other things do it more in-depth? Great. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, sure, like... Um, oh, by the way, yeah. the number of NPCs that you meet in Sovngarde can change yeah. depending upon your choices. Yeah. And I'm thrown back to earlier in the video where he talks about 
being like locked out of certain things, like I don't know, character dialogue. Yeah. Um from a character's death. Yeah, like exactly. don't 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 get me wrong. Cantina, it's not that I'm arguing super strong for Skyrim being an RPG because I love it. No. Skyrim is a shitty RPG. It but is. R- but an RPG nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. If you want to say that it's a bad RPG, I will have no issue. I will have no issue with your argument whatsoever. If you're just saying, as you are, it is not an RPG, then you got to revise your fucking, like, entire video, man. That's crazy. Um... And the other thing, the other uh, point that I had a soft lock on um, for for a quest line was a quest for the, oh goodness, it was a quest in, what was the, what's the capital thing that, what's his, Stormcloaks? Oh, um, um. Like where the Jarl, what's his face is? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, not me. No. Fuck. Uh, it's all along the coast. You go to the DLC yeah, it's, from it's, there. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the southwest. Yeah. Um, regardless, By that no, uh, that city that you well. go to, um, there was an an NPC that was part of a quest that I killed from uh due to the Dark Brotherhood's quest line, uh-huh. or vice versa. Who fucking cares at this point? Regardless, one Dude. quest got softlocked because of the other quest where I had to kill the person. And I was like, great. So I couldn't complete everything, all the quests. So, oh, my choice. Ah. I don't know. Yeah, no. It, for reference, even though I've played a shit ton of Skyrim, like, I've put in my time. I've put in enough time of my life thinking about the game. Yeah, I try right. aggressively hard to avoid thinking about it and actively forget it if I can. I like watching other people play Skyrim when it's interesting. Um, but I've never finished the entire game myself, even the main story. So it, it never interests me to play it, really. Although, when I, when I do set up VR, I might play through it in VR because that's actually, like, something, right? That That makes it feel, like, more meaningful in a way to me <laughs> where i'm actually doing this stuff with my hands um but yeah yeah anyway. i i can't watch people play it because like yeah like it needs to be interesting yeah like every quest i'm like dude i've i've done this like five yeah. times yeah, like exactly. yep um shit axel is a cool name thank you i know uh <laughs> axel force yeah I don't think story means RPG at all times. It might be how he worded it. No, he's just, he's making, he's going to make the argument that you don't make significant enough choices that affect the story in Skyrim, which is not an argument because you still make the choices and it doesn't matter what the story is. If you can still make the choices, it still technically does the same thing as any other RPG. So I like, this isn't an argument. (laughs) He's just going to say this one's better in Oblivion. Which is like, great. Okay. Yes, you're right. Oblivion is better than Skyrim. I know that. I played it, I started playing it, and it's fun. And I'm having fun. But I don't. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> great on NVR coming to the screen near you. At some point, yeah. 
group of women have been tricking men into visiting their secluded cabin. And then oh, when yeah. one of the men shows up, the women steal that man's valuables. If you're a male when you start the quest, the women will try and trick you as well. However, if you are a female, they will try to convince you to join their gang. No matter what That's gender cool. you choose, the end result is always the same, but the journey was different. And that is what makes story unique in an RPG. Your choices matter, whether it's the choices made during conversation, or your choices made when creating your character. Meaning everyone has an experience that is tailored to them. In Skyrim, however, the story always feels the same. There are moments- Oh, it always feels the same. Okay. That's not something that's completely- uh. It's in Skyrim where this is also. You can be a um a Dunmer. Yeah. And if you go to racist McRacist yep. town, that's right. They'll bar you from entry. Yeah. So like it's fine. No, it's fine. Nothing there Skyrim doesn't do it well. Not at all. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, no. It's a it's a pretty pretty shit tier way of doing it, but like does it? Skyrim forces your character to be a shitter unless you want to abandon quests. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, that's why Parthenax is still alive. Hmm. True, however, which is important to note, such as deciding between the Imperials or the Stormcloaks. However, these choices are very far and few between. Now, it is important to note that Oblivion doesn't do this very well either. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, so... Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, okay. So I'm going to use this one example from Oblivion as my, like, good example. And meanwhile, I'll just give you no real examples except for one slight, but not go into detail of it at all. Like, not give it any of the same way to explain that Oblivion is better, but it's actually not. So, okay. Great. Good. Love it. That's how we do arguments. We just say... Yeah. Go. Oh, but it's actually not okay, dude. I here's here's how to win arguments in yeah. uh in twenty twenty three, right? Okay. Get on YouTube, make a ridiculous claim. Yeah. And then, uh, when people call your claim out, yeah, you say that you're getting bullied. Oh, dude, I didn't know about the bullying part. That's what I need. This was actually five years ago. Jeez, yeah, this guy really was. This was five. No, the video was five years ago. Um, but even so, still the same today. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a four years ago edited comment that says, "Agree, Skyrim is most definitely not a rocket-propelled grenade." Thank you. Mm. Good one. Okay. <laughs> The last big thing I want to talk about is progression, which, to be fair, is okay. something Skyrim has. You level up, you put points into stats, and you mm -hmm. get sweet loot. So you're probably thinking, you got me on this one. That old cantina here has tripped yeah. up, and it turns out Skyrim is an RPG after all. Well, yes. Battlefield also has a progression system. Oh, don't do this! Don't do this! Come on! Prime. Does the progression we, system radically affect gameplay? We just went over this with our whole discussion beforehand. This is no, literally... Um, oh, God. I'll, 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 I'll say it again for the people yeah, in the back. I'll, I'll go through it like we never went through it at all yeah, in the no, first place. Exactly. There's a difference to an RPG and a I, game with RPG elements, first off. Oh, yeah. 
I so as someone who has played a shit ton of Skyrim, I feel I can weigh in on this topic. Um, yeah. it, give me just a moment to wash my hands and face. Um, yeah, sure. I I need to be able to think properly. Yeah, no, I got you. He just said the story ends the same way. So, huh? Yeah, exactly. I know. I... His point was RPG story goes different ways and ends in the same place. How is Skyrim worse? Because the journey isn't as good, apparently. That's his point. Your journey is going to be basically the same, as far as he's aware. Which it's not in some of the quests, but okay. Like the ones that he mentioned. The fucking how you deal with the Civil War. You can make one side win, or you can make it have a peace if you do things certain ways, which is a whole different thing. I don't know if there's a way to make both sides lose. I don't actually know. I, uh, but regardless, now we're going into... Oh! Battlefield has an, has an upgrade system, a leveling system, so it's an RPG, right? Just because one thing is the same means that it's all the same, right? Thank you for your patience. Welcome. Um, so... He needs to I'm write going, better, damn. <laughs> I am going to give you a few examples of how what I chose to have, like, equipped onto my character yeah. uh, affected my gameplay radically. Yeah. Such as... When I played a melee fighter, and I was like, I need to buy swords that are enchanted with each of these different elements. Um, so I can deal with new threats, and when I was, like, early on in the game, and I had enough money for a, like, a fire sword or a frost sword, mm. and I was like, what is around me? Oh, Spriggans. Mm. So I'm going to be fighting a bunch of woodland enemies, and I went fire. Mm. Um, I there was the time that I was on a uh, hunting trip in like southeastern uh, Skyrim by uh, by Markarth. Yep. Um, as a, a hunter, and I ran out of arrows, mm. and was like. <laughs> Um, not my best moment. Um, there's times I've went out as, uh, various types of, uh, spellcasters, making sure that I had combat spells known, um, like, when I know I'm going into an area and I know what's in the area, I want spells to shut down certain enemies. Mm -hmm. Um... And making sure that I have stuff for like that as a conjurer, as an evocation mage, as a, a, a abjurer, yeah, a, abjurist, sure, abjurer, abjurer. Um, like, fuck, dude. There's times when I've utilized uh the Argonian's water breathing ability, um. Mm with um the vampire lord like force choke ability oh, yeah. Th there's a, a glitch where you can get that uh, as a spell that you can cast while not in vampire lord form oh cool um yeah 
I, I've utilized the Argonian's water breathing ability and that ability in tandem. Mm. And I abducted a dude off of the docks of that northeastern city mm. and like pulled him into the swamps with me and I chased him down and ate him. <laughs> nice. But don't you understand? Battlefield also has levels. So it's an it's the same. Yeah, it's, sure. It's the same. Sure. <laughs> Just the defeated. Sure. Okay, Leo. Like, <laughs> like I, it's on me. I, I'm I, not the one. I'm hoping you can hear in my tone the level of like when a a parent is fucking tired of you <laughs> and also of their day. And they're just like sitting there, just defeated, and they just close their eyes, prop up their forehead on two fingers, slowly rubbing it, and then just go, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Not me. It's the cantina. Cantina made this point. I'm just, I'm just reiterating it. Cantina, that's, Cantina knows. You doubt that's, Cantina? That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> just further and further just <laughs> detaching from reality <laughs> disassociates completely uh um uh skyrim forces you're right uh b -b -b story on, yeah uh the spongebob movie game has levels going by what he says it's an rpg oh uh, uh Guys, Skyrim has running and jumping, so it's a platformer, right? Yes, obviously. Come on, keep up. This is his. This is his big argument that he's gonna spend the rest of the time Dude. on. Oh God. Oh no, this is it. Oh God, this is his third. He the said it's the final one. Oh. Bro brother, you've literally said, "Well, yes, Skyrim has levels. It has like... elements of an RPG." But guess what? <laughs> Like, dude, brother, it it is an RPG like D and D five E. Yeah, it's exactly. just a shitty one. It's just not good. You don't touch the Civil War. Both sides strategically lose because keeping it going is what the Thalmor wanted. It's basically the only wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. I just wish that there was like an actual like, because you you don't. It's just gonna be there until you you do something to it you know it's not gonna just stop or you know or sorry the the choice of not engaging is it doesn't have any like actual um uh effect unfortunately as far as i'm aware there 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 is also um technically citing for the empire which yeah like Siding for the Empire is the one that ultimately will probably get the Thalmor out of Skyrim. Yeah. Because the Thalmor operating Imperial, like, zones is only because the Empire is weak as shit and can't fight yeah. back. Yeah. If you restore the Empire to its former strength, they can start to kick the Thalmor, like, out of areas. Right. And what is the first area that will be freed? Probably the area that's the farthest thing from the Somerset Isles. Yeah. Skyrim. That's right. 
I hope he got better after five years, but Josh Strife Hayes, he is not. That is true. Let's see what the rest of this argument is, hey? So does that mean Battlefield is an RPG? Obviously. No, of course not. That's oh. stupid. Progression on its own does not make an RPG. And if it's almost like you're just looking at parts of it and saying, because this one part is here, it is not a thing. But you're not looking at Skyrim as a whole for some reason, even though you've broken it down to these specific parts Brother. that all work in tandem. Brother, I, I would advise you, if you think leveling does... Did he mention? Wait, hold on. I need to go yeah, back yeah. and hear something. Go on. Uh, only, only a few seconds. Sure, sure, sure. That mean Battlefield is an RPG? No, of course not. That's stupid. Progression on its own does not make an RPG. And if you've been following along, okay. Yeah, I mean, sure, on its own. You realize that you said, on its own. Yeah. Like, like you've already given us other parts of the game. This is not only the only thing in the game. Being able to determine how your character looks on its own does not make an RPG. Sure. Just like I I don't know, um a world that changes based on your choices. That does alone doesn't make an RPG no. either. All all sorts of these things alone don't make RPGs. Yeah, exactly. Did he just say, hi, you think it was going to say this, but it's this? No, I, yeah, basically, I just... Uh. Then you probably already know where I'm about to go with this. Oh. In an RPG, if you're getting more powerful in one skill, then that means you aren't improving in another skill. You can only be so good at uh, something. So do you put all your effort into one particular skill and become a master of that one thing? So not all RPGs work in this respect? As is evidenced by Skyrim? Uh, like, so... I, I'm not certain mm -hmm. if he's saying you can't have your cake and eat it too, like... Or, or sorry, I don't know how to put this. Um, mm -hmm. You're for, like... Oh, hold on, I, I need to hear this again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah one skill then that means you aren't improving in another skill you can yeah it's that way it's coming yeah. you can only be so good at something so do you put all your effort into one particular skill and become a master of that okay so he's saying i think he's saying he's, he's trying like, to say it that it sounds that... like he's going to say oh you can be level 100 sneak yeah. and level 100 alchemy and yeah. level 100 one-handed. Yes. And level 100 two-handed. Like, yeah, dude, you yeah, can over-level... You can over-level in RPGs, my guy. I hate to tell you. Yeah, no, that's like, what he's saying. He's, he's saying that I, because other RPGs have it so that you have to specialize, it means that Skyrim is not an RPG. Like... That is his argument right now. Which I, again, point to 5e. And I go, oh... Like, yeah, like, I understand, like, I wish Skyrim had a level cap. I fully do. Yeah. Uh, I wish you only had 100 levels, and you had to choose very carefully what your levels went into. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be super neat. Cool. But you know what? I also wish that they added an even harder mode onto Dark Souls. It doesn't mean that that's, like, sound. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 oh. Jobs. Yes. Bravely Default lets you level jobs. Is that not an RPG? Final Fantasy XIV lets you play every job that is not... A, is that not an MMORPG? Jobs are a great point. Yes. Because jobs are your classes, quote-unquote, or whatever. And you level that... You can level all of... And switch between them in a lot of games. Like, and just get everything if you want to. Great point. Yeah. Great point. It's just up to you if you want to grind through getting those levels same with skyrim the same, exact same. literally exact same with skyrim so like good job yeah but but i like overpowered characters yeah i know right sometimes it's fun but like doesn't mean that i'm not playing an rpg <sighs> one thing or do you spread it around and become just decent at everything it's all about making choices that affect who you are and who you aren't now, when Skyrim launched, it did still hold on to this idea of progression. There were oh. far fewer restrictions than in the past, but your choices oh. did affect you moving forward. However, when Bethesda decided to yeah. update Skyrim so that you could continue to level up and eventually unlock everything... Okay, that's a, that's a post-game launch decision. Even so, it still doesn't mean that you have... Actually, <clears> I'm not sure it is. Um, well, even so, it doesn't mean that you have to broaden yourself out like that you can still specialize there's no restriction unless you set one so is it because the game doesn't have that restriction that it makes it so that you completely throw it out of the genre i don't think so that doesn't seem fair enough like or it doesn't uh, seem fair in general fuck i don't i alejo i don't like how quickly that data came to mind uh, it wasn't, uh, a launch, um, feature. Yeah. It was, it was added in patch 1.9. Oh, God, stop. That's bad that you... <laughs> oh, you know I... the patch number. No, oh, no, you no, no, fucking no, no, nerd. No, no, I, no, I don't know the patch number. I read that off of Google. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I'm, just reading that, I'm just reading that information to help verify. Okay. I'm, I'm not just making it up. Okay. No, no I did not know patch number. Okay. I just, gotcha. I knew, I knew like in my soul as soon as he said it, I was like, that wasn't. Ah, even so, that's still a little fun. No, no, that's still very much fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. There's no way for both sides to lose the Civil War in a sense of both getting shut down because if a storm looks, uh, storm cloaks lose, the Empire inherently wins. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying if you didn't do anything, it doesn't affect anything, which kind of sucks. Um, there's a lot they could have done with the Civil War, specifically. Like, the, the Civil War is is ripe for so much that you could have done in Skyrim, but they didn't do anything with it, really. So, uh, The Legion existing in Skyrim isn't the Empire's goal in and of itself. That's fair. Aiden wins. All right. And no longer retain that RPG-like progression. So does that oh, mean... Oh, sorry. It had those elements, but once they patched out that you could go over a level, it means that it doesn't have that progression anymore. What? It still does. To Especially getting to that level. It's still there. And then, after that, you can, like, sink more points into it. 
if you want to, into other things. But again, a limitation I... not being there doesn't just make it so that it itself is not a part of that system, I guess? I don't... Dude, I still can't get over the idea of judging a game by not launch content. Yeah. Yeah, like, Draco Kraken says, so now games can be patched out of genres. Yeah. Like, technically, if they completely as, as and radically change a game to be something else, yes. Th th there are some FF14 raids that have, like, practically QTEs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like, an like, MMO I saw, I, RPG, so yeah. But like, you have to tap your keyboard like it's almost like it's DDR. That's silly. But the overall packaging is still monumentally the same, except for those few things. It's not but, like but... they've they've made it so that it has additional tags. I guess is the best way that I would put it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, I'm afraid okay. that last point may have been misconstrued. Oh. Um, when I said tap your keyboard like it's DDR, I, I just mean uh, to say, like, very rhythm and, like, a focus is placed upon, like, the rhythm of the fight. Okay. Um, I don't mean, like, strumming or anything no, like in Rock Band or... Yeah. Okay. That's... Rock Band is a different game than DDR. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, but okay. like, <laughs> no, I so the, the the verbiage of how exactly I phrased it made sure. it uh perhaps give well, misleading. So, so, um, my my only thing is, um, for that is like raids have their unique, um, mechanics a lot of the time. Some of them, like a lot, like from when I played WoW, um, a lot of them are can be vastly different. Like, some are focused on objectives rather than killing the boss, necessarily. Like, you do both, but the objective is, is kind of to get you to the ability to kill the boss yeah. or whatever, right? And so, like, a couple of things that work that way, that seems still perfectly in line with an MMO, right? Um, but uh, Yeah, no, the, I, I, I understand, like, uh, that uh, game devs for MMOs have to make raids like complicated or interesting in yeah. order to make them harder for the player base. Um I I am talking when I was watching like a guide on how to avoid this one boss's one oh, attack yeah. during phase 2 or something sure. of FF14 and it was like a 30 or 40 step process to dodge one attack. That's fucking crazy. Like that's insane. Shit's wild. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the only way that they could patch them out of a genre would be to completely and dramatically change the game to something else. Like it, it's there's n like it's so dumb to make this as an argument. Uh, I don't think this guy knows where the plot went. <laughs> no, he's got his opinion and he knows he's right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, We're all of... just along for the ride. Exactly. One of my characters gave the Civil War win to the Stormclicks because the Forsworn would probably have an easier time taking Markarth from them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
thinking that when Skyrim launched it was an RPG? No. A game is an RPG when you take all of these elements and combine them. That is why Battlefield is not an RPG, and why Skyrim is not an RPG. You li you have nothing. Brother, bro, you bro, have bro, nothing brother. and you've just said that this is the case again. Brother. I, I, I'll forgive your point because I was too distracted to listen to you. Um, no, no, I'm it's also... the same point that we were, we were still on. He has oh, made a new one. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I'm also thinking of the, I, I know this is post-launch content. Yeah. However, however, it is like central to the game's plot. Yeah. The plot of Dawnguard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where you can choose to either uh, side with Serana or Serana's father. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. The whole thing completely like, locks you from like, some stuff. Like the, the fuck the skill, like fucking um, what is the Call of Duty term? Prestige. Yeah. Um, the fuck skill prestige. How about the entire plot of a DLC? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, you sure have shown Mr. Comment Strawman, Sir YouTuber, stellar logic. Yeah, exactly. Just immediately, like, just says his conclusion again. Like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, Cantina, it, like, I, I understand how strong my whole, like, launch content thing was. If you want to say, oh, be, because if I can't mention after launch content, then you can't either. He has. I, I, I will, I will totally, uh, concede that point, throw it away. No, you can't uh, because he has. He has said after launch content. The patch is after launch content. He literally cannot say that you are using something that's after launch. Because he that, did. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is like, I freaked out at him for using after-launch content, oh. which implied I thought he should be held to the standard oh. of only games at launch content, I thus see. making me a hypocrite for mentioning Dawnguard. So oh, I, 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 I am saying, Cantina, if you want me to throw away the Dawnguard plotline so that it's more convenient for your narrative, sure. Right. <laughs> I, I, I... I in interest of like fair argumenter to argumenter, I I I will pay you that respect. I appreciate you saying fair argumenter to argumenter. <laughs> I got that. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I am so happy. <laughs> I am. I caught that. Beyond thrilled, you caught that. That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> very, very good. Oh, then how come they give the RPG tag to games that only have a few of these things? Yeah, that's the other thing, right? I like I said, RPG elements is a whole, a whole thing in and of itself. We can we can absolutely have the conversation like easily, but. I can't wait for two minutes of this. Here we go. These games borrow elements from RPGs, however, they are not role-playing games themselves. It'd be like having a handle I, and calling it a sword. You may have one part needed to make a sword, but that doesn't mean you have a sword. And it is the exact same with totally RPGs. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I, I agree. However, Cantina, you need to admit that what Skyrim has... I, I I will I will happily I will happily concede 
it is not a sword. However, it's... <laughs> however, it is a sword handle with half of the hilt and a bunch of metal blades, like, metal pieces nearby. Oh, okay. I thought you were... I thought you were just saying that it just, it just, it just, it wasn't a sword because it's a game. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, no, that, that would have been good too. But like, no, like, I, I will happily, happily agree uh, Skyrim is a flawed RPG. In fact, I yeah, would easily. go so far, I would go so far as to say it's uh, barely hobbling along. Yeah. Um, however, like, it's, like, yeah, yeah, sure, like, a handle's not a sword, but, like, I'm looking at a handle next to a bit of, like, broken metal around it. Like, I can I tell I what it's meant to be. I wouldn't even say that it's just a, a, it is a, it is a bit of metal with, with a wooden shaft just glued on there. Like, it's gonna fall off. Yeah. You know it yeah. is. But it is still technically a sword. Yeah, like, like did someone hand a like toilet paper roll with a needle <laughs> on the end of it yeah like we can't deny. is 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 it now a sword <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get started on weapon classification that shit is pedantic it is it is it is uh skyrim is a disc if you could be a razor disc it could be a razor disc if you sharpen the edges yeah i just hey if he is he is he uh, by the way is he implying that Assassin's Creed Origins is not an RPG with this shit? Is that what he's implying right now? Because it fucking I, is. I I will say I my some total experience of uh, uh AC Odyssey is like forty five minutes. I played the entirety of that game. It's a fucking great RPG. It's a great Assassin's Creed game as well. It's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um. Like legitimately, what would you rate it? Just as, just not as a Assassin's Creed game, just as a game uh, uh, out of ten. As a game, I would give it a ooh. I would say maybe a seven or eight. I think oh, it's, I right. think it's pretty good. Um, I think because I played it, I played it on the hardest difficulty and everything, and it really was satisfying for me. Um. And, like, I was able to do a bunch of things that I really wanted to be able to do, and uh, the progression felt really good, and, yeah, I I honestly, yeah, I think it's a really good game. Hey. Um, what's up, folks? Hey, Steely. Catching the end. The end, uh, two minutes of this fucking argument. Uh, <laughs> you got a longish kind of mid-axe, so let's call it a long short X. <laughs> Oh, we have more? Ooh! If you want to see some, really want to see some arguments, check out people trying to determine what games count as immersive sims. We were talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, immersive sims are, it's a, it's an interesting, um, a tag because people don't agree on that. And that I think is way more, um, worthy of discussion than what we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, Alejo. Hi. I, I, I would consider myself fairly learned chemistry. Okay. Um, I, what is that? I, I, dude, I still like have no idea. 
what that instrument is on the left of the desk, the tall gray <laughs> thing. Do you have any idea? It looks like a pepper mill with a straw in it. I just think it's a vase. I don't know. I my brain says it's a vase that yeah, but has if a flower it, it, that's been cut off. Yeah, but if it is a vase and that is a stem sticking out of it, the stem is at an impossible angle. Yeah, no, I know. I well, mm, impossible. Yeah. Assuming, assuming that they're not rigid usually. That stem looks pretty rigid to me. That part of the stem does. Don't get me wrong. That part of the stem does, but I I don't assume that it's gonna be that rigid all the way down. Alejo, I am not going to delve into the ecology of what plant you want that to be. I don't know. I I, I will reduce it down to a polygon. Look at its polygon. No, I gotcha. Is there anything to indicate to you, the viewer, that that stem bends? Uh, the fact that it's impossible otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 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 you know what? (laughs) Fair, okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) This is just the only thing. I'm only giving visual input, sir. I have to make it make sense in my brain. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? (laughs) <laughs> I, I just love the honesty there yeah. <laughs> no i i do i do not understand this transition like is that a beaker it's, it's, is, it's supposed is that, to be some that... sort of desk with a chair behind it that's supposed to yeah. be a glass of water i have no idea is it, what that is, is. It supposed is this supposed to be a glass of water or like a beaker because he uses this as a transition and I think he likes to think of himself as a teacher. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> so, so assuming. What the fuck that... is that in the back? What are those bars? Where are I don't we? Know. Is this a viewport? We are a teacher. We are in a. T- we are. A- <laughs> we are in a classroom in jail. All right? <laughs> I. Uh, 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 Timothy's saying it looks like an ink bottle. Maybe, maybe, but like, why isn't there a feather? Yeah, that's Um, yeah, that's true, right? But like like a funky drink bottle with a straw, says Steely. That's right. I don't know. Oh god, it looks like a Nuka Cola. Yeah, except they took away all of the long bit on the bottom. Yeah, they. God, no, they. They just made the the short skinny bit at the neck long and yeah. the long fat bit short. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think the bars keep us safe from the Khajiit there. <laughs> mm. I I really it's supposed to be a window of some sort. I get that, but why is it like this? What am I? Where am I? Why am I viewing this? And also, <laughs> what is that on the desk? <laughs> I, I I'm still I'm more bugged by not knowing, or sorry, I'm less bugged by not knowing what the object is, and I'm more bugged by like that container of liquid next to it, because that's either a liquid of water, in which case my question is. Why doesn't it have a handle? Why is it located so inconveniently well, far from the seat? Yeah, that, that, I would, why doesn't it have a handle? Do all glasses have handles? Like, come on. Like a mug. It's not a mug. That's a glass. Okay, my, my second theory yeah. is just looking at it, that looks like a beaker. 
Yeah, I um, mean, it's something like it, right? If it if it is a beaker of liquid and you are a teacher, then you should know to label your solutions. Mm. <laughs> so... Wait, wait, wait. Look at the profile picture. The profile picture of this person has that this same orc. glass with a oh. straw in it. With the blue liquid. Uh... I have hover zoom, so I, I show oh, it on stream yeah. for a second. But yeah. So that that is some sort of blue liquid that is not water. That is uh, not that, water. That looks honestly, okay. That's Star Wars milk. Yeah, it's blue milk. That's blue yeah, milk. It's, definitely. It, the cantina. Yeah. Oh gotcha. So this is supposed to be some sort of Star Wars thing. Okay, okay, okay. I'm putting it together. It's all coming so, together. The viewport now makes sense. Yes, this is a viewport on a ship. I get you. You have a desk okay. there. Okay. Uh, the, the, the fa bottle. Fantasy soda pop. Yeah, the bottle is some sort of fantasy drink from Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. We're there. The, the, the chair being... Very minimalist, but futuristic? It, it's, it's, it's enough, yeah. it's yeah. They don't need futuristic chairs, necessarily. It, okay, okay. Glad, glad we figured this We're out. We're there. We're there. Instead okay. of just complaining for no reason. <laughs> well, I wasn't complaining. I was curious. <laughs> oh, I was... I was... I know. I know you were, but then you made me curious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, the puma looks pissed. Uh, the bars keep Garibay out. Yeah, blue mm. milk. Breakfast at the Lars farm. True. Uh, that dumb blue milk from Star Wars. I never got that. That's fair. Palpatine's gamer chair. There we go. That's oh. the one. It's Palpy's gaming chair. Uh, <laughs> Palpy. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's Palpy. <laughs> I love that name for him. <laughs> <laughs> So I've now touched on the core elements that are required to make an RPG, but yeah. I wanted to quickly discuss the features that are often associated with RPGs, and okay. I think but this we, is where a lot of... We, we haven't, no, we haven't, but we, we're gonna go we've, here. So we've <laughs> talked about the elements necessary to make an RPG, sure, right. that is true, but have we talked about all of them? No, probably not. I wouldn't have And And if we haven't talked about all of them, well, these are is the cores, the... apparently. Oh, the, who, determined by whom? Him, <laughs> apparently. Mm. Okay, okay. I, uh, mm. I have no one else to, to fucking <laughs> go from. Oh, Blue Milk was just kind of a background part of the world building, but everybody remembers it, so it became a meme. Oh, that makes sense. Confusion stems from. Because someone might see a feature such as leveling and think, oh, because it has leveling, it's an RPG. But it's not leveling or dice rolls or turn-based combat that define the genre. Oh. At its core, an RPG is all about choices that matter. Not just whether you're a thief or a warrior, but how you affect this world. And the world has- So the Civil War has no effect whatsoever? Like, at all? What like, don't- yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'll happily admit both guards are just reskins of each other. Yes. Uh, with the difference being that storm, uh, stormcloak guards have like a slightly better armor value than imperial bracers. Uh, so <laughs> <Okay>. technically, <laughs> the optimal choice is the stormcloak. 
effects by like I... the armor value is seven versus like eight. Uh... <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah. Sure. Oh, remember sea salt ice cream from Kingdom Hearts? I do. Yeah. That the Dude. game story is a trip. Dude, I played. This is how fucked things got for me towards my final Skyrim days. Yeah. I started adventuring, or sorry, I started measuring my combat readiness and how many platters I had. I hate that. <laughs> I, I don't. I what? <laughs> so, fun fact: um, spells are projectiles. Yes. Um. Which means if you slow time and take advantage of the fact that Skyrim's menu is instantaneous, yeah. uh, you can start placing shield, like a drop shield in front of you to intercept the projectile. That's right. Yes. Uh, and that is how I became a platter abjurer. <laughs> I knew that I'm glad that I saved this video for you to be here on when we covered it like i knew shit like this would come up <laughs> like, dude dude if you can intercept either a like a fucking fireball or yeah. like a just a little fire bolt and yeah. you can like if you catch the fireball and its hitbox doesn't hit you yeah. You will take the same damage from the platter flying back and hitting you yeah. as you would from, like, someone's fireball. <laughs> like, why would you invalidate that spell invalidation? That's, that's, yeah, that's true. The, I, I never could figure out ways to kill enemies doing, uh, like, hitting them with objects, though. That would have been funny. That would have been really cool. Dude, it does like three hit points. <laughs> it's so tiny. <sighs> like, um, it, it it gets to the point where if you, after you've done it five times, like, you then start to notice it. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, oh, you know what? Actually, why aren't I mentioning the Skyrim character I roleplayed the most out of my a character who was, like, an assassin who was a perfectionist. Hmm. I would fucking... I would track a person for one in-game week to learn their schedule. I would then, like, learn what time they're awake, uh, what time they're asleep, um, their their movements about their house. Yeah. I would I would write it all the fuck down. I would then go outside and say, oh, cool, what time do guards go around? Do they follow a set cycle? And if so, how do they follow it? Um, and I would cross-reference the two lists with each other to find when, like, oh, hey, there'll be no guards around at this hour when they're asleep. And then I would kill the person. Yeah. And then I'd walk out of the city. <laughs> Uh, see, there's a few things. Uh, 
Boba, Boba Fett was just some guy until everyone got him stuck in their brains. No, he was still um, no, a really no, good he's pretty, assassin. He's still cool, yeah. Yes, yeah, good. Uh, sorry, a bounty hunter. He's still like the the moment where he's um he's in uh oh god what was it? Fuck, I know too much about Star Wars and I don't like Star Wars. Um, when they go to uh the Cloud City, I think it is. Um, right. Cloud City? Is that the name of the place? Uh, Dude, I don't fucking Star Wars. You're on I'm, your own on this I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna die. Uh, when, when, yeah, when Han, Luke, uh, Le before he gets turned into Carbonite Hondas, at that place, um, uh, Boba Fett's there, and you get to see him, like, be incredibly, like, he notices Luke is hiding behind the wall, um, like, he, he turns to look, but he doesn't tell anybody about it, and then that like informs you later on when he comes out and starts shooting at him because he knows he's there um like he's in the place um there's some it's some interesting stuff he's also just like really competent you know um until he goes and gets into melee range with a blaster but we 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 don't <sighs> is, is is that the scene with uh uh, famously poorly disguised masturbation reference. Which one? Uh, you know, that one character, um, Hand Solo. Hand Solo, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah. you, everyone. You can, uh, you can donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I do take requests. Oh. You do? Oh, that's news yeah. to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not like Obsidian Fallout where your actions determine the direction of numerous individual stories, but Skyrim still has real consequences to your choices. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, I mean, true point was Boba Fett uh, even going to be anything until people started liking him? I mean, he might have been. No, like... I don't know, but regardless, he became a thing. So, I don't know. Does it really matter too much? Um, because everybody liked the character, so why wouldn't George go, well, then let's, let's use him more. Um, there's a survival mod in the most recent version of Skyrim I've downloaded, but just being slightly hungry makes you lose 20% to all your skills, so I'm not a fan of it. Which is unfortunate, because a survival mod is something that I've wanted to play with in concept. Yeah, that's the thing. Survival mods, or survival aspects, can sometimes be really annoying if they, like, over-tune it like that. Yeah. Um... They, they, that's one of the things where they really should have uh, made this, uh, that survival mod, like... Instead of it being like, oh, it affects stats by this much, yeah. uh, they should put that power in the hands of the players and say, mm. hey, adds a slider for yeah. how how heavy do you want it. Yeah. Uh, here's a few different loadouts. So if you want like stage one, two, or three hunger. Yeah, yeah. Um. Fuck, that'd be really cool. It would be cool. Um, IRL getting hit in the head with a bottle could straight up kill you. Movies kind of give a false impression of how much damage getting hit with those things can do. Yep. Because they use um, sugar glass, I think it is. They do indeed. Yeah. Uh, I like 
lightsabers in Samuel L. Jackson. Fair enough. Uh, and no disintegrations. Vader to Fett, setting up his character pretty well in one line. Yeah. Uh, I'd like a mod that gives me something to do with all the food I'm finding, but that penalty is too much for the hunger level it was. I just... Oh. Uh, I just don't remember Boba Fett doing anything very impressive in the movies for the amount of attention he ended up getting. Uh, I mean, he literally, like, captures them and freezes Han Solo and Carbonite. Like, that's pretty significant. Because he wins, and then the entire trio is broken up, and they have to go save him. And then he does his stupid death, which is really, like, stupid that he did that when he <laughs> fucking flew up to Luke with a fucking lightsaber in his hand with a blaster to get into melee range. It really, Alejo, it was a Game of Thrones season 8 level death. It was. Like... A death so hard, it's practically also a character assassination. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I like survival, but 20% seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, If you want cold weather survival, albeit without the fantasy combat, try the long, dark, amazing game. It is. Yes, I've played it. It's very fun. I'm bad. Um... I mean, he looked cool, so I get why people liked him, but he didn't do that much. No. Not true. You know, I'm also... So, I'm thinking about his whole, like, choices affect the world thing, right? Um, By his own metric... Yes. A oh, D&D game with a very railroady GM is mm. also not an RPG. True. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which you know what the case could be. <laughs> if <Make a look laughs> fucking colloquially there, but yeah. like, uh, Fett was the only one who realized the Falcon would be floating off with the trash, wasn't he? Uh, maybe it's been a long time, and I have not revisited Star Wars. God, to be fair, God. You know what? This is actually a more apt description because think of how many features are just like sort of kind of poorly done. Mm -hmm. And isn't that just the mark of like maybe moving from a seasoned GM to a first time GM? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and features are like poorly implemented. Um, both character, like both endings of the story are just reskins of the other. Mm -hmm. um, yep. It really is just playing a very poorly designed game. Yeah. Like, like D&D yes. game. Yes, it very much is. Like, uh, you, you've gone from, like, a five, like, a, a GM with five years of experience playing a Pathfinder 2E game. Yeah. Uh, and then you are moving into a D&D &D 5E wildly homebrew with like anime girl GM, right yeah yeah monty hall gm with like anime girls as like yep. custom characters yep uh that are dm inserts yep um <laughs> it's very and then and then and then you're saying oh well dnd 5e is not an rpg right exactly that's exactly what's happening yes uh did he capture them? I thought that was more the Empire's work, but apparently I don't remember the Empire Strikes Back that well. To be fair, I uh, I might 
um I might be misremembering what how much significance he had in that fight specifically, but I he was significant enough. Like he helped with that, so yeah. uh uh Boba Fett, I get really close to the guy that can cut me in half in one shot. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it's really really good. That's why Dude, the it's... the it's just a 4D chess maneuver. You wouldn't understand it. What Jedi <laughs> sees this coming? <laughs> That's uh, it, the other. It, it was a, it was an intimidation tactic. Boba Fett was T posing through the air. True. Uh, Return of the Jedi brought him pretty far down in my mind. Anyway, oh, as it should have, because it completely like made him make the worst choice he could have made. Yeah, it should bring him down in your mind because. That's stupid. <laughs> but we gotta get him out of here and put him in the Sarlacc, so I guess let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, Anime Girls as customs, awesome. <laughs> Alright. We got like a minute left? Oh my god. To respond to that as well. In Skyrim, you can make decisions. You can choose to be a grumpy old blacksmith. But the world doesn't care, because that choice only exists in your head. And in the end, after you've defeated Alduin and saved the world, the world still treats you the same way as when you walked out of Helgen. So what does that mean? I adore, I positively adore that he used footage when you're in Sovngarde. Yeah. And you talk to Jurgen Windcaller. Yeah. He's one of the ones that cannot be there if you if he's uh, dead. Uh huh. Yeah. So, eh, you know, not, I, I, I will, I will, I will double check. I could be wrong, but like, you might, you might be. I don't uh, know. but uh, Jurgen Windcaller, I could have sworn, is the dude who does like the Dovahkiin that you hear initially. Might have been. I don't know. Uh. No, no, no. Oh, no. Hero from the first era. Uh, it was definitely not him then. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, there is a point to be made of... It's for a different argument of Skyrim is a bad RPG. But uh, the point to be made for that the world does not give a shit about you after you've killed Alduin, when, like, everybody kind of knows. Because word disseminates very quickly that you are the dragonborn very quickly and like it seems like everybody knows about everything that you do very fast um so there, there's a there's like the world kind of sucks in that regard sure but it's not the fault of it being not an rpg because it still is you haven't changed that it's just a poorly written rpg potentially or poorly designed. Um, so, good job. The book Tales from Jabba's Palace had a story of Fett stuck in the Sarlacc. I think in canon he survived and eventually escaped. Well, they made it so that that's the case in their newest fucking garbage. Um, the Book of Boba Fett. That was that series. Don't watch it, please. Bad, and it's not worth your time. Just go read, like, because everybody proclaims them as better. Um, the extended universe stuff that is all non-canon. Go look at that. They had so much they could have worked with. But then they said, no, we're going to take elements from it. Not use it in its totality, but take elements from it. 
and say that it was it's bad. No, not canon. So, uh, I rise, you big buff anime boys, like Aiden. There you go. Um. <sighs> oh, uh, that reminds me. Um, yeah. this, sorry, I'm reading through Greybeard lore. Um, what? <laughs> Okay. Uh, the the only one, the only graybeard who can speak to you uh, is like you know that one old man. Yes. Um, his name is Arngear. Yes. Um. So I think that all that caused me to assume that he was always the one that shouted for us because he's the only one we hear talking. Gotcha. Um. However, it is now also occurring to me that Dovahkiin is Dovajul. So, like, mm. technically, the others might have been able to speak out in it. Sorry, Dovisual is the language yeah, I know. of dragon. Yeah, okay. I figured that much. <laughs> ah, I can tell. Uh, uh, oh, I liked NPC reactions in the game Fable, where they talk admiringly about you as you walk by and use your chosen nickname. Early nicknames are funny. They call him the Chicken Chaser. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Fable's great. Fable 1. Fable 1. I've only played Fable 1. I played a demo. It was either a Fable 1 or Fable 2. I do not know which it was because Every... I was a dumb kid. That's fair. Was it on your 360 by chance? It was on a um, uh, Mac. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, no. No, sorry, the Mac was mine. It was on uh, a Windows laptop. Okay. Uh, I don't think 2 ever came to PC. Ever. Okay, so probably, so, probably probably 1. Um, I think 2 is a 360 exclusive. I could be wrong, though. Um, I think I remember him getting out of the Sarlacc even in old canon. I think he was in there a lot longer, though. Oh, probably. Legends Star Wars is best Star Wars to me. That's fair. It's there's there's a lot of good stuff in that stuff apparently. Um better than what's being put out now. I'll give you that. Here we go. For Skyrim, is it in fact a horrible game because it isn't an RPG? Am I trying to ruin Skyrim for everybody? No, that's stupid. We immediately then we go into fucking like, uh, was... am I doing this actually? No, you you that have never... bad arguments, and you do this thing that, that, that every never... single fucking person does. It's it, he validates himself. I know it. It it's he has assumed that I, as the viewer, will see him right. Yeah, I know. But he's done like, no I'm not, work for it. I'm I'm not questioning your cantina. I'm just saying you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. It, is your game to ruin Skyrim? I I don't know, nor do I care. Like, no. you only get to that. Like, my 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 mind follows a flowchart of, are they wrong? Yes, no. If no, uh, like we continue onward, uh, and then I question motivation. Yeah. But given that I have just like I can now disregard your argument as just wrong, I you're you've not earned me asking that question. Yeah, I don't care what your motive was obviously to push this narrative. And I don't know why. I 
I'll I will tell you what his narrative is. Yeah. His his narrative is to make an argument that he can string together some frayed uh like arguments together. Yeah. Well he's doing um, it for people that aren't gonna think about it. Like at he, all. He's he's doing it just in hopes that people will think, oh, well, he is a YouTuber, and thus mm -hmm. he has some level of validation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, thus, I should probably listen to him. Right, exactly. Um, so what, what, what he is doing is fi finding some way to, like, hatch together an argument for what he knows sounds silly uh, so that he can farm clicks. Yeah, I know. That is his motivation. I was going to read Skyrim. He never him. cared about Skyrim. I know. Well, no, that's no. He cared about well, Skyrim sorry, enough to make the sorry, video. Like he, he did. He, care. he. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I misspoke. He never cared enough about ruining Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing, though. If you were to, I, well, I don't know, but it's it gives me that feeling of if I were to come up to him and like refute these arguments, he would go. Oh, but it doesn't matter that much, you know? And then it's just yeah. like, oh, but you made a video, so it mattered to you. So now, now you could say, dude, this game came out 12 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I would go, and oh, but it came away. out, like, last year. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was going to ruin Skyrim for everyone, but I took an arrow in the knee. Hey, there it is. I... I wonder how I will react when Skyrim turns old enough to vote. God. Uh, I was thinking about anime waifus and husbandos. What was Skyrim guy saying again? Nothing important. Uh, I kind of got distracted too. I think he was talking about Sonic go, 06. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, really, he's just talking about Sonic 06. You're right. Yeah. I see nothing else of value here. <laughs> I I didn't play a Sonic in the Secret Rings. Could you level up stuff? Yes. Uh, yes. Actually, you could change your uh like loadout to make it so that you could get more rings and all. Like I played, I finished that game. It's mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Um, which yeah. technically makes it an RPG, right? Exactly. <laughs> it it. Mm. Skyrim is still the same fantastic game it's always been, and no random video on the internet can change that. All I wanted okay. to do here was remind people what an RPG actually is, because oh. we're currently in a world where it seems the majority of game developers have forgotten that, and as a matter What okay. is that claim? Okay. Five no, years ago? What is that claim? You're- what? Don't- Don't you worry, it won't be backed up. Oh, it, okay, good. It, it, it's an appeal to going, oh- these days suck. True. It is a uh, everything nah, is better in the I, old days. I yeah. I I am twenty one and <laughs> want to pretend that I'm forty nine and divorced for a Yeah, that's true. Uh, um the fuck. But but by the way, Cantina, this isn't related to anything. This is just general advice. I would consider avoiding your rather liberal usage of stupid yeah. uh when trying to make arguments because when you 
engage in saying, that's stupid. That is a logical foul. Um, like, not not only is it, like, it, in appeal to, like, intelligence, like, oh, yeah. someone is dumb, thus they can never be right. Um, it's also just bad argumentation insofar as you are intentionally duct taping up, uh, like, holes in your argument. And you may have good reasoning behind why that's stupid, but I need, to, as the listener, I need to hear that from you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hyperbole is destroying the world. Eh. Oh, the back in my day point. Ah, huh? damn it! Why? <sighs> yeah. As a fan of RPGs. I think that's important. So if you ever hear anyone say that Skyrim is an RPG, just give them a good slap. Actually, you know what? Don't do that, because that's that's not really legal. Instead, just tell um, them to check out this video, so that way they no, can be enlightened. Also, I, I would never tell anyone to watch this. Are you kidding me? Ugh. You get, like, even if I was a, like, I was like, oh, yeah. No, I would find somebody who made a better fucking video about this. You gave me nothing. You gave nothing substantial to even make me go, I, oh, yeah. Like, there's not even a point here that I can say yes. Just... Okay, you know what? I, I, I am just going to look up... Going www.youtube.com Oh. And navigate to the search bar and search Skyrim. Yeah. RPG. Not RPG. This one will probably come up. I don't know. Why? Yeah, the cantina... Oh. Uh... The, 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 your favorite game isn't a real RPG showing like you know, real Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Uh, yeah, Fallout yeah. Boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. And a couple characters who I don't know. This is interesting. Um, I need to know now. What is this? Evaluating Skyrim an extremely shallow experience. That that I would agree with. Yeah. Um. Okay. There's one just titled not on the list, Skyrim Special Edition. Oh, not on the list, because when you're picking your character to get executed, he says he's not on the list. Never uh, mind. Gotcha. I, at first, I was thinking not on the list of RPGs. Skyrim is not an RPG Joe Show TV. Okay. Uh, how to mod Skyrim into an actual RPG? Okay. Uh, still best RPG game out there. Oh, calm down. Uh, yeah, so I would probably recommend any of those first without even seeing them so far. Um, just because they potentially could have better points. But then again, I probably wouldn't recommend that, that argument to anybody. So, yeah. Sorry. Um, I really don't need to think of what I would do in that situation. Yeah. Were the old days always all that deep RPG-wise? I mean, the first couple Ultima games, uh, classics of the genre, were pretty basic as RPGs. Much more basic than Skyrim. Yeah, well. Uh, your desk was better than the points. <laughs> uh, I guess Morrowind was more deep than Skyrim, but that's more of a mid-era RPG. It was. It was more deep. It was. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
While you're at it, why don't you watch this other video on the five things Oblivion nah, did better than Skyrim? Because just... my ultimate goal is to prove that Skyrim is the worst, and everybody should hate it. Goodbye. Joke. Man. Joke. In case that wasn't clear to everyone out there, that was the character bit. There's some pretty deep indie RPGs now, though. Yes. Yep. Indie games have come a long way. In a short amount of time, too. Um. Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad we had our in-depth discussion beforehand, before we really got into that video, because really, as we kind of kept going, it was just like, oh, you're just saying things, are you? Nice. <laughs> what a video, right? Um. But, fuck me, okay. Like the the five better things that Sky that Oblivion does than Skyrim does is probably easy for you to do, though I would say that we have to go I guess by the writing of each of the quests than we would by like preference. <laughs> so I don't know how well that one would go <laughs> potentially given the state of this video, but there's there's a potential there I suppose. Um. Video gets a D minus. That's f generous. Uh, Morrowind was amazing. Also, you could abuse the hell out of the mechanics. It was a blast. Yeah, and you can abuse the hell out of fucking Skyrim. I I can point to Aiden for that one. I remember watching him do some crazy shit. Um, and he was even talking about that. So, you know. Alrighty. Well, that's that. And. <laughs> Thankfully, that's the end of the videos today. I don't know, uh, Aiden, are you are you in need of going to go to the sleep? I am indeed. That's what I figured. So I figured I would let you pop off before I start doing comments. I uh sure. Um, I I was going to share a video with you. Okay. Um, but I can DM. Yeah, just DM me, and I'll I'll look well, at it later. Bye bye, bye bye now, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, the leukemia is flaring. Right. <laughs> oh god. Alrighty, everybody. It's just me at the moment. Hello. I come into focus. Um. So. I'm going to read comments, and then we're going to be done for the evening. So, I hope you're all set and ready to go. Let me get this uh, set on my end. I don't have these things in the same place, and I should. Okay. So. um, Let's get to these comments. So. Timothy, you gave us a comment on last week's episode saying, Hello, bros. This was a fun episode to be a part of. Hope the Wi-Fi will get better soon, but it was funny watching Cody buffer in and out. Still working on more lore, and as for the video topic, fudging dice, as long as everyone is okay with it, if they want to know about it, of course, I got you, Alejo. Thanks. Then it should be fine. If Cody said anything else, I might have forgotten. Uh, but I think me saying as long as the players are on the same page should cover what I forgot. Have a nice day. That's fair. Um. Yeah. No, you're you're basically right there. 
Um, oh. With Skyrim, you can abuse the dark trinity of smithing, alchemy, and enchanting to push your stats through the roof. I've never actually done it, though, because I don't care to. Yeah, it's super easy to do. So, anyone can. Okay, and then Lux, on that same episode, says... Here's some more world building. Looks like it'll take two posts in addition to this one. Good luck, everyone. Here we go. Oh, boy. So. <clears throat> let me actually get a drink really quick uh, before I begin. Okay. Having discussed the overall history of Drogato through the Dawn Era, we will now consider its rise to dominance at the end of that period. Despite its relatively low status among the Dawn lands, kingdoms, Drogato was the second oldest among them, being only slightly less ancient than Valsirian. Like Valsirian, Drogato's borders were established early on at what would be their greatest extent. Uh, throughout most of the Dawn era, where they remained almost constantly throughout that time. Despite its militaristic reputation, Dragato showed little interest in struggling with other southern states for territory, preferring instead to cultivate its position as the defender of civilization against the northern hordes. Uh, in the north, Dragaton forces were much more active. Uh, other civilized kingdoms were largely unaware of this, as Dragato kept few records of its operations against the Barbarians and felt no inclination to report its activities to them. This was due in no small part to the unsavory nature of steppe warfare, where mercy only invited contempt and the wholesale slaughter of tribes was often necessary to prevent future revenge. While the Dragatoans did not begin to claim direct territory in this region until much later, they worked constantly to establish a careful network of allies and vassals, slowly expanding their influence across the region. Uh, oh, great show, guys. Thank you. I hope I'm not getting too dry with this stuff. No, you're good. I'm just, my, my throat, uh, it, you know, dies after a while, so I'm just, you know. But no, it's it's always fun and interesting to read, so no worries there. Um, it should be recalled that many of these northern tribes were ruled by demons that had entered Shadengard, along the uh, with the invading Felkari, or Felkari, excuse me, of old. In the early dawn era, uh, the largest and most aggressive hordes were ruled by these demons, but that very same aggression caused their numbers to dwindle over the centuries. The, major, uh, the majority of demons fell in battle with each other, though no small number died attacking the southern lands, and many of these fell to Dragatoan warriors. The Dragatoans were not shy about sharing tales of their own his heroic deeds, and, that did, uh, and this did much to enhance the fearful regard the northerners held for them. This reputation was the basis of Draga Dragato's northern influence early on, as many tribes were readily willing to align themselves with warriors who could slay demon lords. As the demons died off, the old legends persisted and continued to have effect, but the entrenched social position Dragato uh, held among its allies became more important to its continued hold on power. It should not be thought that uh, Dragato's rise to prominence in the north was a fast or steady process. To the contrary, the Dragatoans suffered many setbacks over the centuries, their empire falling 
into decline numerous times, often even to the point of near collapse, and the kingdom was forced to send tribute to more powerful steppe empires on many occasions. Without the support raised and sent by Valsirian, Dragato uh, most likely would have been ground down and overrun at some point, and the hordes would have gained free access to invade the south. But for all their dislike of the Dragatoans' unrefined ways, the southern kingdoms never allowed Dra Dragato to fall, and Dragato was always ultimately able to come back stronger from its defeats. Rather than allow itself to become a neutral benefactor above the petty conflicts of its lessers, as Valsirian did in the south, Dragato very much took sides, supporting whichever faction favored Dragatoan interests the most and annihilating the opposing side. Because of this, the allies soon learned to complete, uh, compete for Dra Dragato's favor, anxiously watching the political winds and being careful to avoid falling into the wrong or onto the wrong side of a disagreement. Needless to say, this only increased Dragato's influence over the entire alliance, and tribal chieftains came to be little other than agents of Dragatoan will. Dragatoan dominance over the northern scrublands was near complete by the year 3000 of the Dawn Era, uh, with only the demon Moor itself still harboring any serious opposition. Uh, it is thought that, the, that Draga Dragato bleh, uh, may have turned its ambitions southward at this point precisely because of the dwindling supply of northern enemies to unite its allies against. It is also... Um, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. It is also possible that Drag Dragato's actions were born of a genuine desire to restore order to the Dawn Lands, which were already breaking down into a series of even ever more frequent and violent wars at the time. Or perhaps Dragato merely saw the unification of the Southern Lands as a growing inevitability and decided it would be best to be the kingdom that achieved that outcome rather than waiting for another to do so. At any rate, while Dragato was at what would have been the height of its power up to that point in history, Valsirian had done nothing but decline in prestige for the last several centuries, as the other Dawnlands kingdoms had grown too powerful to control. Um, I have plans to go way up into the future, but I kind of intend for it to be possible for a story to jump in at any era of it. Cool. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, the year 3000 Dawn Era has been established by a scholarly... I have my neck, sorry. Scholarly convention as the year in which the Enora incident occurred, beginning Dragato's bid to dominate the southern kingdoms. In preceding decades, Valsirian had arranged a series of royal marriages to bolster its flagging influence. Uh, with some of the larger kingdoms. Though members of differing species were unable to reproduce naturally with one another, heirs would be sired from concubines of each kingdom's ruling race and adopted by the married couple to raise as their own and continue the legacy of both families. This backfired over the decade of uh, 2990, um, as the main line of the Valsirian royal house died off in an unfortunate series of accidents and disease outbreaks, leaving more distant family members with weaker claims to squabble for the throne, with each competing faction backed by one of the kingdoms seeking to enforce the interests of its own familial ties. 
This was not the first uh, such occasion, uh, succession crisis to occur in Velsirian, but it would be the first in which the other kingdoms would prove bold enough to attempt military intervention. In 2992, Galsirian became the first kingdom ever to send an armed force into Valsirian with hostile intent, aiming to support Prince Karis in suppressing the other claimants. Uh, oh, I'm working on my tabaxi character and something interesting with Leroy. Hell yeah, do it. Um, perhaps if Galsirian had committed to a full-scale invasion, this bid would have been successful, though such an action would have been difficult to justify diplomatically. As it was, the force was sent with the official mission of providing personal security to Karis himself. Though this action was not strictly legal, Karis' marital bond to the Galsirian royal family provided sufficient pretext to, that the lower Valsirian nobility did not muster much resistance to it. Unfortunately, the advantage this provided Karis uh, was short-lived as more kingdoms soon set forces, sent forces of their own um, under similar pretexts to aid their own favored claimants. The ultimate effect of, this, of all this was merely to intensify the violence in Valsirian. When the fighting at last ended, the throne went to Queen Mindra, the claimant supported by Saldanus. The other kingdoms were willing to concede defeat and accept this outcome, and the rival claimants who had not died fled to the lands of their patrons. But Valsirian itself had been devastated by the fighting, and Mindra's weak claim did her no favors in gaining the support of either the Valsirian nobility nor the general populace. Worse, the military forces that had supported her through the war uh, were largely depleted, and what was left of the Val of the Valsirian military was mostly made up of soldiers who had supported other claimants. Despite the fanfare of her coronation, it was readily apparent that Mindra's reign would not last long. As Mindra's attempts to consolidate her power failed, excuse me, goodness, rebel forces began springing up once again across Valsirian. Some of these were truly intent on overthrowing the state, or at least forcing concessions from it, while others were mere bandits, uh, bandit armies turning to their last recourse against starvation. Though not yet united in purpose, their numbers were too great for Mindra's loyalists to suppress alone. Eventually, the disaffected and disparate uh, populace of Argondus itself rose up and swarmed the palace and the royal guard was barely able to escape with the queen and court officials in tow. As the queen's escort was chased around Valsirian, routed by one rebel army after another, a large army suddenly spilled across Valsirian's northern border, led by Crown Princess Skara Dragato. Though this army had entered Valsirian uninvited, Skara claimed that their mission was merely to suppress rebels and rescue the queen. She quickly upheld the latter claim, intercepting Mindra's guard in flight from their latest defeat and took them into protective custody. Officially, it was Skara who surrendered to Mindra, even submitting to 200 blows of the Iron Rod for entering Valsirian without sanction, though her soldiers clearly maintained control over their captors, despite this. 
On Mindra's authority, Skara entered the fortress of Enora in northern Valsirian, taking this city as a base for future operations. The Dragatones were added to the Valsirian army, and Skara was given the rank of General Advisor to the Valsirian War Ministry. From here, Skara moved quickly to reorganize what remained of the military, transferring large numbers of soldiers from Dragato as reinforcements, while dismissing Valsirian officers on charges of incompetence and corruption, and replacing them with, the officer, with officers born of Dragaton nobility. With the military firmly under her control and progress finally being made against the rebels, Skara then persuaded the court to promote her to the rank of Prime Minister. With that, she was able to dismiss court officials, replace them with appointees of her own choosing, and ultimately force Mindra herself to abdicate. A small fiefdom in northern Dragato was ceded to Valsirian and granted to Mindra uh, to oversee, and Mindra's infant cousin was enthroned as Queen Yarin, or Jarin, I don't know. Skara was naturally chosen as regent to rule Valsirian in Yarin's name, I'm going to say Yarin, I don't know, until the age of majority. It was not lost on the other Dawnlands kingdoms that Skara had just usurped control of Valsirian, though... Me. Though Dragato continued to claim that its actions were all for the protection and preservation of the Holy Kingdom. Although, how the other kingdoms responded to this development will be revealed next. Nice. When you take a beating as a flex. Oh, yeah. 200 fucking hits. Jesus. Yeah, 200 blows from the Iron Rod. That's crazy. Well, super cool. Thank you, as always, for the comments. Appreciate you, and appreciate this continuing world building. Um, super cool. So, other than that, um, obviously the the thank you goes out to Draco Kraken, Mog Zero, Rick, aka Unit Rico, Slazer, Steely, Neon, Armok, or Lux, and our tier one contributor for being a part of our Patreon table flippers. Um, join it if you want. If you don't, hey, that's fine. Um, and, yeah, uh, um, oh, yeah, you can join the Kofi one if you want to, uh, go over to get the custom dice still, um, stuff in the T Public as well as on Humble, whatever you want to do, you go do it, I am not your dad, so I cannot tell you what to do, I'm sorry, if you need that guidance, look for it elsewhere, it is not from I. So, thank you again for everybody uh, coming back, paying attention, and, uh, you know, watching in the future. Um, all you... <laughs> all you... Uh, no, I'm not your dad. God! Um, all you want to do, all that kind of stuff, all the support in whatever ways, consider, if you're new, subscribing to the channel. Consider liking the video if you want to. Uh, comes out as the VOD, or liking the stream itself. To be fair, um, if I kept everything, um, all the streams that we do live and stuff, it would give our numbers a bit of a boost, but, like, that's not how this works. Everybody knows that. Um, I need to get in touch with people, um, about things later on. I need to get the rest of the Astatine stuff all ready. So I'm gonna be doing a bunch of shit when I have time, um, 
this week might not be the best week for me to get some stuff done, but I'm going to make time when I can, when I'm not doing other things. So, uh, for those of you who are flippers, be uh, excited for more uh, Astatine stuff. Um, for those of you who are not flippers, hey, uh, you'll see all that stuff later on. It'll just, it'll take a while for me to get it all set for you to see. Um, because flippers get to see it first. Um, I gotta talk to Draco Kraken at some point, uh, about the next time that you're good, but I'm gonna wait to do that until tomorrow when I have more time. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for me, uh, and for the show for this evening. Uh, tune in next week for when we do something else. Um, if you liked the video game stuff, let us know. Um, we want to do a bit more of that kind of stuff as well, because we have interest in more than just, you know, uh, tabletop stuff, but the tabletop stuff is, is the primary stuff, as always. Um, try to relate it in some way. And, uh, <clears throat> I guess before my voice gives out and I need to take another drink, I will see you all next week. Goodbye. Go on. Get out of here. It's time to go. Please leave. Okay. <laughs>